0: The protest in D.C. is officially starting tomorrow, and tomorrow's the fifth. Now, when they initially announced it, they said, you know, Trump tweeted out, be there on the 6th, it's going to be wild. And then other people started announcing that they were actually going to start getting there a little bit early. I wouldn't be surprised if people are already there now. In fact, no, I take that back. They are already there now, because the breaking news is that Enrique Tarrio, chairman of the Proud Boys, has been arrested in Washington, D.C. And this is because he went on parlor and claimed that he destroyed a banner in D.C. at a previous event where they took a Black Lives Matter banner and burned it. So that's the reason, I believe. They also found two high-capacity magazines, which is interesting as he was driving into Washington, D.C. Wonder why he would have those. Maybe just were in the car or something or was on him. I have no idea, but we'll read into the story. And now they're saying the National Guard is being deployed because they think things are going to start picking up and getting a little spicy. I myself got a notification from my hotel that things are expected to get no, they didn't say the end is nigh. They said, heads up, city's locked down until the 15th for these reasons. Eat in your room if you want to enjoy our fine dining. And these roads are all closed, so keep that in mind. We'll see how things play out. We got a, a handful of guests who are uh, here to uh, well actually talk about this stuff. We got Elijah Schaefer. Who's, who's hanging out?
1: Elijah, how's it going? Dude, it's going pretty good. I had to get here kind of early because I'm afraid they're going to shut down the whole city like they did last time. Then you can't even get off the freeway because they shut down the exits. It's, it's like wow. kind of insane. Right on. We also got Drew Hernandez, who you're going to be down there on the ground, too, I guess, right? Um,
2: yeah. Yep. Cat's out the bag. So. Oh, why was I not supposed to say that? <laughs> no, it's all good. I mean... <laughs> no, yeah. he's not
0: going to be there. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to be there.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah.
0: Don't
2: come after me. Yeah.
0: And yeah. then, uh, of course, uh, Luke Rukowski's hanging out.
4: I have not yet been voted off of this island, yeah. and I am
0: continuing my indentured servitude here. In Thanks yes, for yes. having me. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think we're all going to be down there tomorrow. So, uh, first thing is, you know, we're going to have a crew go down and test the internet at the hotel to make sure it works, but it's a prime location. It's like, it's like right there. So we're going to be able to see what's going on. And if we can get a strong and capable signal while these presses are going on, then I should be coming down for the six and doing this show live, probably from the hotel. We'll see how things go, but that should get, uh, uh you know, we'll see how things play. It should be interesting. I'm going to do something we haven't done on this show Ever before, actually, I don't think we've ever done this, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna give a shout out to a sponsor that we actually have, ladies and gentlemen. Helping us make this show today is SafeAndReadyMeals.com. You can check it out if you're interested. It is emergency food supplies for a two week emergency food supply. It's like you know pancake mix, macaroni and cheese. It's 97 bucks. You can get a four week supply for 197 bucks. I was thinking about it. I'm like. All your food needs for two weeks for a hundred bucks is actually a pretty good deal. But here's what I say to people. I'm not telling you to buy this stuff because the end of the world is coming or anything like that. I just think it's reasonable if you got a first aid kit, you have some extra water, you know, laying around, maybe just in a closet, and you've got some emergency food. That's usually what I tell people. I always I always ask people, do you know, do you even know where your first aid kit is? And most people don't. So I'll tell you this, if you want to support the show, you want to get a good deal on these uh, emergency food supplies, not too expensive 100 bucks, you can go to safeandreadymeals.com. It really does help out the show. Thanks for listening to that sponsor spot, but let's start talking about the news. From Fox 5 DC, proud boys leader Enrique Tario arrested in DC, police say. Fox 5 has learned Enrique Tario has been arrested. Evan Lambert reports Tario is facing misdemeanor destruction of property charges in relation to him saying he burned a Black Lives Matter flag that was stolen from a black church in December during a protest in the district. Lambert tweeted two law enforcement sources confirm Ricky Tario has been arrested on DC misdemeanor destruction of property charges. D.C. police confirmed Monday evening they had arrested the 36-year-old. He has been charged with destruction of property related to that offense. Police say at the time of his arrest, Tari was found to be in possession of two high-capacity firearm magazines. He has been additionally charged with possession of high-capacity feeding device. So I guess that's related to the magazines. That's the crazy thing. People don't know about D.C. You can't even own ammo. Oh, you, have to get a reg- you have to get registered to own ammunition. It's like A lot of places don't even do that. Some of the craziest places. It's all about the guns. They say earlier on Monday, the Metropolitan African Methodist Episcopal Church in D.C. filed a lawsuit against the Proud Boys and Tario, alleging that the group scaled its fence and tore down a large Black Lives Matter sign on display. It was one of two historically black churches that were vandalized during the protests. So they, they made that statement and they called it like they were saying it was a hate crime and stuff like that. And so it was a bunch of Proud Boys who apparently done it. In my opinion, I don't think you should be you know taking private property and burning it, and destroying it, because I'll criticize Antifa for the same thing but i guess because they were calling it racist and Ricky Tario, who's not a white man posted on parlor that it was actually him and and he said something like
1: i dare you to charge me with a hate crime are you guys familiar with what he, what he posted oh yeah and actually we were there that night and we saw this stuff i think you were you were there right beside me and i can tell you two things number one nobody knew these were black churches so like this idea there was a bunch of white people walking around hunting black churches number one <laughs> this is washington dc so The chance of a church probably being a majority black church is pretty high, since this is a very dense black community. But number two, if you understand the entire political spectrum of Proud Boys, there's like two groups they oppose. And that's Antifa anarchists and then like communist back groups, which many people who helped found BLM claim to be behind. Yeah, right. So they weren't seeing this. I, I believe, well, I, I obviously think it's kind of stupid to tear something down and just like burn it off of private property. I don't think this was a target on black people. I think this was like, we're taking down a communist symbol in a city and showing that it's, it, we're taking it back for America. But that's what yeah. I saw. And that's what I thought their motives were. I think the I,
2: funny part about it is like, since when the hell does Black Lives Matter care about church? Like, I um, uh, listen, we were there, we were reco- we were covering that, right, on a Saturday night. The next morning, Black Lives Matter DC held a presser in BLM Plaza, crying and complaining, saying that their black joy was stolen, and that all of a sudden they care about church. All of a sudden they care about these historic black churches. And it's like, these are the same people that don't want any form of religion, even whether it's Jesus, whatever it is, completely out of society. So Did, all of a sudden, Black Lives Matter cares about church? But they just arrested a black guy for doing it.
0: Enrique Tarrio, is, yeah, he's, he's, he's exactly. like half, he's half he's half black. I'm not, I'm, I, I, they always try. I is he Cuban playing? or Puerto Rican? He's he's af, they, were, they, they were they report that he's Afro Afro-Cuban. Cuban. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you know I think it's really dumb because I don't I don't like playing those games on race with people. Like I shouldn't have to bring that up about what Enrique's race is or anybody it. here. Yeah, but, but you got to
2: flip it on their head, man.
0: But when they say it was a bunch of white dudes stealing, you know, black joy or whatever, it's like actually the guy who claimed he's claiming he did it. I don't know if he was he was he did, but. I mean it sounds reasonable but yeah. he, he's 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 like the proud boy he was there. Can we just I'm say this it. though?
1: That night this happened. Not only were a couple Proud Boys stabbed, um, from what I remember, right? Weren't they actually Four s- that, critical? Condition. Yeah, they were stabbed. But also, can we also can we also point this out that Antifa were also looking to attack Proud Boys at this time. Black Lives Matter, the organization, the group, shut down DC. They were grouped together trying to attack the Proud Boys. Police had to keep them off. So this wasn't like a war between white people and black churches. It's even worse, there was mm. a battle between BLM antifa right, activists right, right. and and the proud boys and so they're like kind of like how antifa keeps ripping down american flags and burning them because they think that proud boys symbolize american patriotism they kind of went back and said well let's rip down their signs too yep. stupid probably yeah, but stupid.
3: It, you, know I, I you think, know I think
2: it's even yep. worse than that elijah because they're they're not only going after proud boys antifa black lives matter and dc are going after innocent trump supporters you have like elderly couples you have young people that just support the president that are walking down black lives matter plaza Just back to their hotels getting physically assaulted because of supporting the president. So it's like the media will take this and say, oh, the Proud Boys are attacking black people. But the reason why the Proud Boys responded was because innocent Trump supporters were being physically assaulted all night long the past two events. And the MPD, because they have their hands tied, they just kind of shoo them away. and continue and move on and move on one of the top stories
4: on reddit just a few days ago was this church actually suing the proud boys and now we have the washington post confirming that he was arrested specifically for burning the black lives stolen banner this is washington post just reporting on it right now so is
1: that
0: for the arson or for the theft It's, it's misdemeanor property destruction
1: It was, it was, it was, now DC cares about property destruction. I love it.
2: It's great, right? (laughs) This is the timeline we find ourselves
1: in. No,
0: but,
2: but look at what's going on right now with
0: like that leaked phone call from Trump, right? It's a leaked phone call and Twitter's like, oh, that's fine. Didn't we just go through this huge news cycle of, like, you can't release people's private information? Or them doing specific CNN, substances
4: with—I'm uh, not even going to say it. The we double, can't even the, say The, it. the double yeah.
0: standard is—but pal- this is the point I want to get to. That's actually, it's actually pretty worrying, man. When the Proud Boys romped around D.C., there's a video of them really just clobbering this Antifa dude. Now, apparently, there was, like, an Antifa guy who was fighting with them, got separated from his group, him and this chick. And then the Proud Boys just would not relent. This guy's trying to leave. He's clearly lost the fight and the Proud Boys run up. One, one guy grabs the woman, a Proud Boy mm. guy grabs a woman by her ponytail and like pulls her hair back. And I'm like, dude, that is, that is, that is loser Antifa style fighting, grabbing a woman's hair from behind and pulling, you're a dude. Come on, but repeatedly pummeling this guy, this Antifa dude, as he's clearly no threat to you or anybody else. Then they went and they tore down that, that sign. I, I my response was like, sounds a whole lot like what Antifa does. I'm not a fan of that. If you want to defend yourself from Antifa, you you should you should absolutely defend yourself from somebody who wants to beat you up who is attacking you or defend others but when they're running away tail between
1: their legs pathetic let them go. Yeah, but see, Drew brought this up and I think this is where people don't understand. I'm not defending the violence because my I myself am not an like, extremely violent person, not even mildly violent. People even like discredit me or, or try to slap me on the face for the fact that like, oh, hey, you, know, you should fight back a little more and defend yourself. But when I see those events, you have to look at the whole timeline. And from the very beginning, these Antifa groups, which are often protected by the MPD, they have a reserve base. It's the Black Lives Matter Plaza, which essentially I think right. is like 14th Street or whatever, right there by the, the White Street. House. Street. Yeah, right, right by Lafayette Plaza, uh, Park. And they get they, they run back to this area protected by police. Then they come out of the sides. The police let them leave and come back, but nobody else. So if you look like you're in black block or whatever, you can go in and out. I've experienced this. If I'm wearing black block, I can get in, dress like a journalist. No. So you wow. go in, they come out, they light fireworks, they uh, assault people with skateboards, they punch people, they hit people all the time. Like I watch this happening. So- When the Proud Boys aren't just like going there and being like, let's go pummel some Antifa. Let's go pummel some Black Lives Matter. It's like these guys are extremely masculine men who a lot of them it's a part of a club i'm sure a lot of them feel a lot of the same reasons why people might join antifa they might have been you know feel a little bit rejected from society some of them and they found a lot of camaraderie and brotherhood there's a, some positive elements here but they get riled up because the violence starts happening and they go and somebody's always like we need to fight back we yeah. need to show these people they can't keep assaulting us if the police won't step in then we will yeah. but
0: here, here's the point i want to make <clears throat> the proud boys used to be very conscious about press They'd be very, very careful. They'd make sure they know the media is looking to smear them all the time. So they would try their best. But no matter what the Proud Boys do, they're a far-right white supremacist group. Literally, you got Enrique Tarrio, not a white guy, and they claim he's a white mm. supremacist. It's the weirdest thing. This, this, so when they, when I think they've come to the point now, the Proud Boys have realized there's no point in even trying to do the right thing yeah. as 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 far as the press cares, because they're going to get lied about anyway. So now they're just like, screw it we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go out and and you know we're gonna do an antifa does yep. why not spot on
4: the relationship between antifa and the police is something that's really peculiar because there have been many documented instances of police officers dressing up as antifa and then committing property destruction as has happened throughout many protests and now to hear your reports of them kind of coddling them how, like what's the most egregious example that you saw of this or or like how would you what, what would you say stick sticks out to you most
2: Uh this is how this is how it goes down uh, Um, You will literally see on one of these nights, you will literally see Antifa, Black Lives Matter start. they, They start these violence. They start these violent acts. They'll go after innocent Trump supporters. It's not Proud Boys. You'll see like elderly couples walking down the street, teenagers, young kids. The first mega rally was they were holding down the fort, Black Lives Matter Plaza. They issue out text messages saying we have to defend our territory. We have to defend BLM Plaza and whoever's wearing a Trump hat, whether it's an elderly person or a young kid, they will go to town on them. So when that happens, the police will just shoo them away and then the Proud Boys will see that like all night long and then they'll respond to the violence and come out on the streets because the MPD isn't doing much. But what you do see is when the Proud Boys come out, the MPD will literally grab Antifa, grab Black Lives Matter pull them behind, behind police the lines lie, behind they police.
1: shield them to protect Dude, them I, I, it's so I, listen, weird i don't
2: i don't care what anybody says if anyone wants to accuse me oh you're an activist reporter i don't care i don't care at this point there will literally be times where i'm watching this and i'm like these are the same people that have been calling to defund the police all year long and there they are being defended by the police we, and we just, they, they receive it we just they, saw that in what salem washington Yeah, where a an antifa guy armed with a paintball gun is standing
0: with his back to the cops Staring at Proud Boys and the pro, and is it, it they're not even all Proud Boys, some conservatives? The craziest thing seeing conservatives yell F the police. Yeah. I saw there was a dude oh, yeah. who looked like he was wearing Proud Boys colors and he's screaming F the police, F the blue. And then you see that video, this is from Ford Fisher, where they actually throw the thin blue line flag on the ground and start stomping on it and then just chuck it into the street. Police got no support
1: left, man. Well, you know? it blows my mind. I think the best example to your point of this. Is So there was Polish state media that were at the last march, okay? And uh, Antifa had made an actual – people say it's not a real thing. Well, they had a flyer, and it said, Black Block, anarchists, everyone meet at this park. So it's this circle. That, I think it's like Jefferson Circle or something. I don't, I don't remember, remember what it's called. They all meet together. So, so Polish state media, probably not super hyper aware of what's going on in the streets of America, goes to film. Then I start seeing – they're like on the outskirts. The Black Bloc starts coming up, you know, saying, You can't film here. You can't do this. And they're saying, I can film whatever I want. Wait, you guys have freedom of press here. You know, in their accents, you have freedom of press. I, I know my rights here. I know what I can do. And another journalist, who's American media, I'm not going to say where from, was saying, "Oh no, you do, obviously don't realize the rules of Antifa." So they're going, uh, you know, journalists saying that they follow the rules of anarchists. Uh, and so then it goes a further where they, the guy goes, he's getting a kick out of him. He's a pole, right? Polls don't mess around. So he just like keeps filming, and he's That's like, "Luke," and, yes. he, and they're, they're pushing him. <laughs> I got him. beat up a couple and the, times. The, the that. police are there, and they're pushing the camera guy, and they're hitting the camera, and the police are standing there. And I, this is—I mark my words—I so spoke to these guys the next day. I, I did hear it right. I filmed this incident. It was on Twitter. They're pushing him back, pushing him back into the police. And he's telling the police, "Why don't you help me?" And the officer was like, "Dude, well, you shouldn't have been accosting them." And he's like, "I wasn't accosting them. I'm filming them. Like, I'm with, I'm a yeah. press member. Like, look." And the officer was like, "Dude, look, man, just don't be bothering them." And was you're that, like, a, "Was that election night?" Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs>
0: how how did how did this flip yeah. happen? Where it's like the left has been screaming, the Proud Boys walk up to a cop and shake their hand, and they're like, the police are protecting the, protecting the Proud Boys, and now it's inverted. Yeah.
4: A, a very similar thing happened to me in Hamburg when I got jumped by Antifa. Police officer came, looked at me, he was like, uh, we can't help you, you're screwed, good luck. And then literally I got followed back, and and you were there, and it was just a crazy, insane incident. Yeah,
0: but the, cra- the crazy right. thing is how the mob mentality works. Yeah, Like some dude just pointed at Luke and accused him of being a fascist, and mm-hmm. then random people yep. run up and start punching Luke in the head. You know, I People saw something. So
2: I, I saw a video of yours, old school video, bro. I thought it was oh, yeah? awesome. From when you were, I think you were in New York. I don't know where you were, but you were covering Antifa, and it 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 kind of shocked me because I think Antifa was literally like on the sidewalks. And I was filming him. Like I think it's when you got assaulted, assaulted out tires. when you got hit for the first well, time. When you got assaulted, I was there too. The first and time. And I remember a guy walking behind you. No, no, that was you. second time.
4: That was the second but time. But I remember the second time was also kind of prominent because I remember I saw this guy walking behind you. I'm like, he's going to jump on and him. You just him. filming him. <laughs> and then, and then, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Luke, I was Luke, getting ready. No, you weren't. No, yes, you I were was. Filming. Matt grabbed him, and I.
2: Uh, Oh, that's right. He I, grabbed his mask. And
0: I grabbed his yeah, right. mask off right. and took his mask off. was <laughs> salute mean? you. What year yeah. was that? What year was that? That
2: was 2012. It was the beginning yeah. of 2012. This so is this what st- stuck out to me. What stuck yeah. out to me was how Antifa, I remember hearing like police calls on the intercoms in the video. Mm. What stuck out to me was how Antifa would actually listen to orders to get on the sidewalks in March. Is that accurate? Would would they literally march on the sidewalks? Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Uh, And now they're they're just the whole – Well,
0: it's about choosing their battles, right? At the time, back then, it was like, you want to fight for the cops, do it covertly. Mm -hmm. Don't let them arrest you arbitrarily. Wow. So then, you know, they would do things like de-arrests. Well, because
1: it was anarchy. What's weird is, is anarchy is like the police are against you, but now the police protect them. I actually – okay, this is a weird way to segue, but I actually brought a gift for you guys. I'm being serious. This is a rare gift. I'm not even joking. This is only like a couple of these around. I want you to open this. It's not inappropriate. On air. I want you to open (laughs) it. It's not inappropriate. And I really want you to keep this. This is actually a a historic historic piece. It's a historic piece. I only have four of these. I'll explain to you what this is. So this is uh, a hat that I saved out of a bonfire in Ilhan Omar's district during the Trump rally when the police cordoned all of the Trump supporters uh, to walk through the Antifa. And they were ripping everyone's hats off. And lit them on fire. I took a few out of the fire and put them out and saved them to remember the violence and the abuse that was going on. And I remember during that time when I was filming that, you know, people were saying, like, why aren't the police doing anything? This was like a shock at that point, saying, how could the police be protecting those who are assaulting Trump supporters? And I go, well, clearly this shows you that the police, while many officers are great individuals who just love their city and they're trying to protect and serve or just make a living. This shows you that that police are under the influence of their district, of their city. And there's a lot of bureaucracy and political corruption that's involved in what police can and cannot do. And when I watched that, and that's why I kept these hats. I think the only other person who has one is Glenn Beck. Well, thank you, sir. But I wanted you, because I knew you would actually keep that. Definitely. That's 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 a relic to show you that, like, that's a failure of the police in our state right now, where the fact is, is that if that can happen, if people can get their property stolen, illegal fires could get lit. And guess who I kept seeing getting arrested for fighting back? Trump supporters of course of course yeah. so one of the first mm-hmm. events I went to I, I've been covering we didn't we didn't call
0: them Antifa back during the Occupy Wall Street days we just called them black bloc anarchists or whatever mm-hmm. but they're not anarchists like I was friends with the anarchists you want to know why because anarchists real anarchists be it left anarchists or right anarchists don't believe in using violence against people yeah you the, non-aggr- the non-aggression
4: principle it's, it's pretty I'm, simple.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm very, very left libertarian. I don't believe in, you know, anarchy is an without archie authority. I'm not that, you know, far libertarian in, on, on the spectrum, but I'm pretty left libertarian on a lot of issues. And so I was hanging out at Occupy Wall Street. And I'll tell you, the actual anarchists were complaining the whole time, saying, sitting down, having a discussion, like convincing people of how we all work together and cooperate is anarchy not one person beating the other demanding they do as they're told that's fascism that's authoritarian yep. that's what they were saying I'm- he- the left using will
4: force and extortion to push your ideas is something that's bad. I mean, that's widely accepted by a lot of anarchists. And there was a lot of very interesting smart discussions at Occupy Wall Street, which I think, you know, I think that that kind of sentiment, this is interesting because we really have to talk about the kind of political climate right now, because I bet there's going to be a lot of left-wingers that are going to be very disenfranchised with Joe Biden. There's also a lot of right-wingers that are absolutely pissed off at the authorities, especially the police officers. This Saturday, it was Ezra Lavoie Posting, even admitting himself of
0: rebel, like a
2: conservative, of, 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 very yes. conservative,
4: a Canadian, a
1: Canadian, not <laughs> complying with the law,
4: exactly. Uh, which is which is absolutely <laughs> fascinating. But there is a political realignment. The climate is changing, and I think there's going to be some major fireworks, especially this year.
0: Well, so my, I guess what's going to happen is I think you'll start seeing. I wonder if uh, we have these. We have these three factions. I wonder if the populists will have a tacit agreement of some sort, right? So this is something that Jenk Uger of the Young Turks wrote about Recent, uh, recently. He said there's three different realities. There's the populist left, the establishment, and the populist right. Well, he he claims to be a populist leftist. I disagree. I think he's actually very, very, very pro-establishment. And I think he just, you know, his bread and butter is the progressive track. I really do think so. Mm. You look at, like, you know, Jimmy Dore, who was saying, like, why can't we get a vote for Medicare for all? And this is the big, big scandal going on right now. Jenk Uygur and Jimmy Dore trending on Twitter earlier. So anyway, I digress. He's right. He's right. And so, you know, I'll give him respect for for this op-ed he wrote. The one thing I got wrong was it was very derisive of Trump supporters saying they're cultists and stuff like that. You don't need to go there because you can just talk about the populist left hates the establishment. The populist right hates the establishment with Trump being pushed out of power. That means you're going to have two out-of-power populist factions who hate the establishment. If there's three realities here, and two of them are united in their hatred of the establishment, will anti fun the leftists look the other way when Proud Boys are the ones, you know, yelling at cops and screaming?
4: And the Proud Boys announced that this specific week, we saw this in a post by Enrique talking about maybe we should wear all black. Yep. Maybe we should not identify ourselves as Proud Boys. So that's also another contributing factor to what's kind Just of happening here and how it's unfolding, because I really do think the establishment is, deathly afraid of these sides coming together because they're going to realize they have a lot more in common than they have different from each other.
0: What happens when Proud Boys and conservatives do show up tomorrow on the 6th, or or tomorrow on the 6th, and they are in Black Block? So but those aren't familiar, it's like they're wearing, you know, black sweaters and black pants and masks or whatever. You won't be able to tell the difference between Antifa and and Proud Boys. And And Antifa's smell. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 but, but sure, what, sure. What are but, the police going to do? What are the cops going to do? Yeah. yeah, And what is? How is Antifa going to fight Proud Boys if they all look the same? How are Proud Boys going to fight Antifa? I see. I suppose if you're in disguise as Antifa, you know I'll hit somebody else. But
1: what if a Proud Boy punches a Proud Boy thinking he's Antifa? The point is, I got knocked down in Seattle. I was in. I was in block. And the, a Proud Boy once punched me in the shoulder and knocked me down. Yeah. From he a did, shoulder punch? Well, he went like, he's a, oh, you don't know some of these dudes. They're I like, know, no, I've been out the there. Like, have you been seen there. One yeah. Punch Man? Yeah. The viral yeah. video? They yeah, him. yeah. Well, I was just standing there. I'm yeah. not like in a defensive position. I was just standing there. He just went like, boom. And I just like, why didn't, oh. like, fall down. I just was like, whoa. And, like, I was like, damn. I was like, no wonder why this Antifa get knocked
4: out. Like, <laughs> what would you, you say? What would you do afterwards?
1: Oh, I was like, dude, I'm not like Antifa. Like, <laughs> you, even though I'm dressed as Antifa? <laughs>
0: How do you is- do that? Do yeah, you- but that's, 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 that's the why they dress it all black, because they want to create confusion. Yeah.
4: Yeah. But so there was that Well, adv- it's a tactic. It's a very important right. tactic so they don't get recognized by the police officers because they're all, they all mesh in. And we saw this tactic, not just used in the United States, but also very prominently in Hong Kong, where they use black block tactics to an amazing extent to a point where they don't even have to assault the press. They just have a team of umbrella people come around right. and set up this huge umbrella circle the umbrella around them. Squad. And, they, and, and it, they never assaulted journalists. They never told them not to film. They just set up these umbrella things, and it was way more diplomatic. Like real yeah, And they were able to yeah. galvanize like a lot real. of these people i mean in hong kong they're literally protesting for their lives exactly. there's people disappearing yep. right now from china because they made a facebook post or a social well, but, media well, but, post against
0: the chinese government but, yep. we'll get into the yeah. big we got a big big yeah. story i just got i just got a, i just got a text from i'm not gonna say who but very very prominent political commentator freaking out over this big story about what's going on with this with with jack ma we'll get to that but i, I don't want to gloss over what's going what's going to happen right now we got more breaking news and this is this is be, be, best time uh, to get oh, jump no. right into it Pentagon approves D.C. mayor's request to deploy National Guard for upcoming demonstrations. CNN reports that acting defense secretary Christopher Miller on Monday approved a request for the mayor of Washington to deploy D.C. National Guard forces to the city to support local authorities during pro-Trump demonstrations scheduled in the city this week, a defense official told CNN. Mayor Muriel Bowser made the request Thursday in a letter addressed to Major General William J. Walker, uh, the commanding general of the D.C. National Guard in which she referenced protests in the city in November and December that resulted in large influx of participants. D.C. Police Chief Robert Conti told reporters on Monday, the National Guard will assist with crowd management and traffic control, freeing the city's police officers to focus on potential acts of violence and other security issues. Let me tell you what I find particularly interesting about this. The Washington Post released an op-ed by 10 former secretaries of defense, defense secretaries. All of them said involving the military in election disputes is dangerous. A lot of people, a lot of articles popped up where they said defense secretaries are are worried Trump is going to stage a coup and things like that, or they fear that Trump will use the military for these reasons. Maybe, but there's something they said that was particularly interesting. In the op-ed, they said, we are calling upon Christopher Miller, acting secretary of defense to uphold the peaceful transition. And they, they also said, any civilian or military who support Trump and using the military to subvert this election will face potential criminal, you know, uh, uh, penalties and things of things of that nature. They're basically saying, you better not, if Trump gives you the order, but they don't understand, you know, uh, Trump's not going to come out and order them to just take over the country. It's not going to work that way. But they're basically, I think the point of this op-ed was to tell Trump's new acting secretary of defense by name. They said, we call upon him not to support the president. Here's the thing you got to understand about Chris Miller. Donald Trump removed the top civilian uh, leadership at the Pentagon, replaced it with people who are fans of Trump. So now you've got people in the Pentagon ordering the National Guard or approving it. They're Trump supporters. Now you've got D.C. tomorrow at the biggest Trump supporting event we probably will ever see tomorrow on the 6th, Trump's new acting secretary of defense saying, yes, we would like the National Guard to be deployed to (laughs) D.C. And what happens if. All these Trump supporters out on the ground and the cops are, are doing something, and then they just order the National Guard to defend the
1: right to peacefully protest or something like that. Is that, that. <laughs> why Bowser ordered that the National Guard wouldn't be armed? She was like basically saying Is that what she said? Yeah, I think yeah, in, po- in Politico, Politico think, I think that might be the same one. She was like said, we no don't guns. Wanna... Bowser ordered the National Guard personnel no arms when responding to protests, they that they will not perform surveillance, searches, or seizures of protesters. Oh, wow. This is this is really interesting because we just
0: had Look, this op-ed from The Washington Post, clearly these former defense secretaries are worried that Miller would say to the military, like, we're not leaving. Why would they write it unless they were at some concerns that could happen? The fact that they said you could face criminal penalties if you do this, it was like an open letter warning. If you lose that fight, if you come out for Trump and you lose, we will lock you up, right? Christopher Miller is now saying, yes, of course, the, the National Guard, please, you know, deploy them into D.C., where all of our supporters will be or is
1: that looking too in looking too deep into it is miller just saying i don't know the mayor asked for it sure fine whatever well you got you got to look at two things here number one if we can go back to summer uh where we had the same problem where the mayor did not want yeah. national guard deployed when there was actual civil unrest there was real violence occurring and assault on federal property right and so there were even though i know technically national yeah. guard isn't a federal branch of the military people say you know, if, if you're getting into semantics, but technically it's still military when federal property and the people's house was under attack. She was saying, you know, this is not what we want. We don't need anything like
4: she this. wasn't just saying that she painted the slogan in Washington, yeah. D.C. And then later was also yeah, attacked C4. by the very activist. She was supposedly <laughs> supporting.
1: But I, but I'm saying like, this is where we have to look at what's what's ironic about yeah. this as we switch into the new year Yeah. is that around this time, I remember like the intercept, which is an extremely dishonest publication in many ways. So they do since we're on your show, I'll give them some credence. They have some, some great journalists that work they for used them. to a broken okay. clock is yes. right twice a yes. day. yes no so, but they used to have Glenn Greenwald and for that I'll give her right yes. not so much anymore not so much but but I remember that one of their biggest criticisms uh, of even early on in the protests is they were basically saying Oh, Elijah is, you know, basically such a trick artist that he would try to manipulate his footage so that Trump would fall for his ploy to try to deploy a National Guard into D.C. Like like these publications were mocking. Like, wait, 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 hold on. They, they claimed you were trying were to selectively editing. They said that Trump fell for my selectively edit videos when he called upon them to say that that's why we need National Guard in D.C. as if me filming a live event is selective editing. However, I'm just going to say this. The media just a few months ago was mocking journalists for providing evidence for the National Guard being present. There was evidence for it. Trump was calling for it. And they were saying, how dare you? That's such a stupid thing. Now, there's not even any evidence that there will be mass violence. There has been no violence yet. And they're going, hell yeah, just put these guys out there because there's a Trump supporters and we've got to do what? I mean, prepare for a war?
2: Well, Black Lives Matter for the past two months, D.C. has been putting pressure on the mayor, putting pressure on hotels. Hotels have been yep. shut down, saying that they're housing white supremacists that are coming to commit violent acts not against even true. black people. It's not true, but but check this out. I find it so ridiculously interesting that these people are literally, they're literally the ones that are totally anti-law enforcement, anti-police, anti-everything. But now, I can almost guarantee you that this mayor called the National Guard to protect black lives Matter activists. Bro, the mask slipped. I- I'm sorry. no, no. The
0: mask was ripped clean off. We know Black Lives Matter is not anti-cop because there's a video from Mil- from Wisconsin in the Milwaukee area where Black Lives Matter shows up to this guy's house and they're screaming and flashing mm-hmm. lights in in his house. The guy pulls up a shotgun to the window and he points it. Probably a bad idea, but he's defending his own home. He didn't shoot anybody. The cops go into his house and they all cheer and clap and yeah, he's getting arrested. Woo, they're happy about it. I thought they wanted to, to abolish or defund the cops. No, I think they're just they communist the subverters, power. communist subverters.
2: Power. I think they're just subverting the Constitution. Well, Let me, let, let me ask you. Do you guys think that the majority of
1: armed forces, men and women support Donald Trump? I would say it's a mix of people who just want a job and people who who are Whoa. patriotic. Like I would, say, I would say, honestly, when I talk to people in the armed services, this is a very unpopular opinion, but when I talk to people, a lot of people that I know got into the armed services because they just wanted to either clean up their life, they didn't know what else to do, and yeah. or they also like were tired of not being respected and they wanted to do something honorable, which is a total yeah. honorable way. And then there's this other half of people that, that I knew... Uh, that are not necessarily from Los Angeles where I grew up, but people from like Orange County, let's well, say more well, red areas yeah. got in well, because so, so, they are Republican but, and they love uh, this uh, nation. Of the
0: people who just want a job, are, are they not politically active? Then do they not really care? Well, Police, it, it, like how, how many how many what percentage of the military do you think supports Trump over Biden or vice versa?
4: Well, it it depends, because when you look at support from the military, one of the things that really sticks out to mind uh, to me, and then the first thing I think about is how Ron Paul was able to get most of the U.S. military servicemen to support him during his presidential run. We saw Donald Trump echo some of those similar kind of epithets and talking points as Ron Paul did. So there probably is some kind of significant base of support. But whether it's still there from his inauguration
0: is another question. Is the leadership there? That's that's my question. Well, that's, 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 yeah. not, I don't mean for his inauguration. I just mean no. But is
1: the, does the leadership? Because to me, what I think is that, for, from my from my understanding, and really talking to people who serve, I come from a family of everybody's serving. I'm kind of breaking that uh, <laughs> that generational uh, service, but. But usually you talk to to soldiers, you talk to, to, to gruntmen, you even talk to officers, and they usually talk about ultimately when I'm in battle, when I'm in war, there is some sort of leader above me that I trust ultimately. That if they told me if like the president said we're going to war and they told me, no, stay in your barracks, do not leave right now. I'm staying in my barracks. I'm not leaving. Now, I might, anybody who's in the service can correct me on this. These are just people I've spoken to. They have their allegiance to some sort of commanding officer. So what I would be more concerned about is not whether gruntmen or whether, or whether just officers are supporting Trump, but is there enough people in command and leadership that have the authority to command those troops not, that not respect even, him? Not even like really high ranking, like medium yeah, rank like a couple hundred. Like I'm saying, they, they might command a couple hundred. I don't know how the ranking but, filing but, works but for
0: all. The, like not generals. You know, I'm, I'm saying that you— Commanders. Yeah, commanders mm-hmm. and and people who there, there could be uh, this is what people need to understand about the, you know, the, these uh, uh, these defense secretaries worried about Trump in a military action thing. You don't you don't need to worry about the generals ordering the military to support Trump. That's not likely. It's going to be if there's people in D.C. who are mid rank with with a decent amount of men beneath them and they just tell them to do something because they're defending the president. They know maybe they're defying orders of their commanding officer, but they're like the president, you know, says to do this or want something will there be people loyal to the president over, say, their immediate commanding officer? I'm not entirely convinced that would be the case. Like, we talked about this before the show. Mm-hmm. Most people would probably just be like, I trust my commanding officer, they know them. But the the bigger issue at, at hand is, when it comes to the National Guard being deployed, it's coming for, with the approval of Christopher Miller, who is, like they say, a Trump loyalist, right? Maybe that's just kind of a way to uh, drag him. But Trump did put him in recently. What I'm telling people is, you, you if you're wrong, if you think, these National Guard dudes are going to be ordered to stage a coup like there's going to be some high ranking dude who says we're all we're all here for Trump. It's time to retake this country charge and then we're going to seize the White House. It's never going to happen. What, what I'm worried about is if Miller or I don't know to what degree he can actually order these dudes around. Maybe he can't. But if some like uh, officer says, hey, guys, can you just uh, uh, stand guard around the White House while this protest is going on? And then that is the order that is used by Trump or whatever to maintain control or something like people think the order is going to be overt. You're going to know what it is. A lot of these guys are going to hear from their commanding officer, hey, we're going to be guarding this bridge right here. You know, there's some concerns about potential for violence. And they'll go, OK, you got it because it sounds reasonable, right? And then it turns out the actual reason for guarding the bridge was to shut down some kind of flow of traffic that would benefit Trump. Long story short, you don't know what the, the, the those at the top really, really want. They'll give you what sounds like an innocuous order, and it could be the order that is used to stage a coup or do something like
2: that. You know what I mean? Well, that's how it's meant to be, right? You just take orders and don't ask any questions, right? History dictates that, too. But what I'm saying is, why would you ask questions if they said,
0: okay, we're standing guard at this bridge right here, guys. There's going to be a big protest, so uh, stand guard. Don't let anybody through, you know, only if they're credentialed and and have security clearance or whatever. And then you get, say, some Democrat, you know, who's trying to get to Congress And the bridge is shut down. I'm like, sorry, sir, you can't come this way. And they're like, I'm I'm in Congress. I don't care. I got my orders. Nobody crosses this bridge. They don't know it's not. It's not unreasonable. There's Why?
1: more National Guard here than there were in Kenosha. Let's put that into perspective. That's yes. crazy. Like actual city blocks of America were yeah. being burned down, and this was like we're talking about three nights of this, and the leadership didn't even deploy this many National Guard. How many do you know? You know, I know that they said that they were going to activate somewhere between like 250 and 350, and I can't. I can tell you the exact number. I probably didn't see more than 30 to 40. I saw five different vehicles, at least five vehicles, um, during this. And I'm about to remind you, this was a time when there was a terrorist attack on on a National. Soil. Oil. Buildings were burned to the ground while there were children inside. Um, multiple city blocks. I mean, I think they said there yep. was now three dozen buildings that were destroyed.
4: Police evacuating.
1: Right. So this was this was a serious uh, emergency in our in our country that was going on, and there was not this many National Guard deployed. And so when you have to put this into perspective here, um, they say, "Well, Kenosha was a small city. Well, so is DC." I mean, retrospectively to the actual area, it's it's like just a few city blocks. When you're talking about these protests and where they shut down, even for the inaugural parade, it's not that. Long of an area well so but how, how many people were in kenosha riding well that's by, but that's my point though is that the national guard was there but they didn't do anything meaning like you were saying about taking mm-hmm. the orders is my point is they just kind of stayed by the courthouse oh, sure. and they just stayed and guarded this while the city burned and I, that's to your point is that the national guard is just taking right. orders they're luke, not doing luke what they want
0: luke told, you told me a story of i think it was the g20 in pittsburgh where all of you told me the story a long time ago that you had everybody standing in a park and then the police were ordered to to stand around the park. Mm-hmm. And then when people got bored, they all left. And the cops were just standing, looking into an empty park for like, you know, a certain amount of time. Do you remember that you y- told me that story?
4: Yep, yep, yep. A lot of them just blindly follow orders, even when they don't completely but, but, make sense. And that that was the time I got the crap beat out of me. Pepper sprayed, <laughs> handcuffs, literally handc- Yeah, handcuffed. What they just you do? encircled everyone. Nothing. I was I was there as I usually am, you know, or was during these kind of events. And they just literally encircled everyone, and they started closing in and in, and they set, set up a you know a perimeter, closed everyone in. You try to get out, they beat the crap out of you with batons. I got a couple batons, handcuffed <laughs> everyone, and then I remember when they were pepper spraying random people who just talk about their rights or saying hey this is bad this is illegal you shouldn't be arresting people who are just here protesting and they just like literally Back were people it's conservatives yeah. say
1: they're yeah. getting pepper sprayed in their eyes and they're like Back Back the blue. Blue. Yeah. but Back listen it's blue. breaking
0: it's breaking yeah. so so i always say is like well i'll tell you right now unfortunately the good cops have quit that's the scariest thing yeah. we need the good cops to literally stop the bad cops But you see these videos of the cops just being like, I quit. You know, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to be involved in this. And so the guys who are like, I refuse to follow this order. I won't do this are leaving. And then you're getting the equivalent of scabs. You're getting people who are like, I don't care. I'll do anything for money. And now they're coming in and now they're going to start cracking skulls. And for a while, it was really crazy. When the cops were pushing around conservatives, they'd give them the benefit of the doubt. Like there's some footage from D.C. where the cops are shoving Proud Boys. And the Proud Boys are like, thank you, officer. Thank you, officer. Like still not quite getting it. Until the cops started defending, protecting Antifa. And now they're starting to be like, hey, wait a minute. We defended you while they were calling to take your budgets, your pension, and to take your job. And now you're attacking us. Let me tell you, I told this story before. The story of Occupy Youngstown, Ohio. I love this story. You know why? During the Occupy movement, you had all these big protests across the country. Okay. Youngstown, Ohio got interesting because the fire department and the police joined in the protests. Now, the government at Youngstown was very clever. You want to know how they how they shut the protests down? They went to the cops and said, we'll give you whatever you want. The cops made ridiculous demands. They said, you got it. And then the cops turned around and started arresting everybody huh. who protested with them. So the firefighters who had marched with the cops, all of a sudden the cops were arresting them. Isn't that amazing? The moment they were like, we'll give you your paycheck, they were like... Hot dog. We're good. Arrest them, everybody. We don't need them anymore.
4: There's a quote that comes to mind that I kind of want to read here, and it says, historically, the most terrible things, war, genocide, and slavery, have resulted not from (laughs) disobedience, but from obedience. And when you look at history, it's a very important telling tale of people just following
0: orders blindly because they were told to do so, and they did. Well, listen, it's really, really simple what's going on right now. I'll I'll, I'll lay it out for you. Some of these cops may have been good people at some point. Like, the, I'm talking about the ones that are arresting innocent people, the ones, whether you're left or right, the ones that are shutting down churches and businesses. But here's what happens. We're, we're almost, at, we're, we're 10 months or so, nine months into a lockdown
3: mm-hmm.
0: where a third of small businesses in New Jersey are gone permanently. And this may, may, may be across the entire country. The uh, Yelp is intentionally
1: gone, too, I would say. Now,
0: the cops are sitting there in their car and they see a bunch of regular Americans saying, my life has been destroyed. And you know, the cop thinks... I don't want to lose my job, man. I'll be like them, starving and begging for food and screaming. No way. You're under arrest. That I, is. I wouldn't want to look like the people arrested in Portland. No, That's you look you, you, you look at these, these people who has had their restaurants shut down, whose employees have been laid off and there's nothing left. And these protests are turning into regular people being like, you've destroyed my life. And the cop sees that and says, I never want to be in that position. I'll take my paycheck. Just tell me. Who like I I, will, I yeah. will get dropped to my knees and lick the boot of anybody if it makes
2: sure I don't end up like them. That's a coward and a traitor. You know that I've been I've lost thousands of followers, even from Trump supporters and conservatives over the years by literally laying this out, just telling people like, listen, I don't I don't back blue. That doesn't back America. And you were saying this earlier before the show, Tim. Like the Constitution is being just thrown in the trash in multiple big blue states. It's gone. You know, cops have to understand. I've been saying this a lot. Is police officers it's not enough to sit here and say, well, we're just doing our job. You know, we're just doing our job. Like, you you should have been educated. You should have known and been aware that you took a constitutional oath to protect and serve the people in the context of the Constitution of the United States of America. If you are getting orders down the pipe that violate that and violate civil rights in the United States of America, then we're not going to support you. We're not going to support anything you do at all. My general understanding is that they swear an oath to the
0: constitution there's like the the, the police oath or whatever just like
1: doctors have like the hippocratic oath or whatever to like
0: protect life their community and and the the constitution of the united states they're oath breakers they are they are people who care not for honor no integrity no honor no rights of individuals it's just i want what i deserve i get what i want period
1: but here's i think it's intentional because there's two parts of this number one okay when i was in seattle i have i tend to to try to get a lot of good contacts in major police departments. Obviously, if you're going to be working behind lines, even incognito sometimes, you've got to make sure you're not going to fall victim to some of the the, the intense... (laughs) So do you notify police police departments before going undercover? At times, yes, or contacts there. Even this last time I was in D.C., I noted some MPD. Even when I was in Portland, they tried to arrest me, and I had told them who I was, and they let me go. Meaning there are some very good officers who are just trying to uphold the law. But what I did know is, by talking to different officers, when did you notice, let's say this is specifically Seattle, when did you notice things going downhill? And I started asking this back in January when I got a concussion um, and the police did nothing when the person assaulted me in front of them. It's a common story, but the people hear all the time, but yep. the police did nothing. So I was like, well, when did this happen? The police don't arrest someone who, uh, you know, assaults someone in front of them. And he goes, well, what happened is, is number one, you know, bad, uh, bad distribution of power where bureaucrats have too much power that are not directly connected to the police department. This includes cities like Portland, where the police chief is like appointed by the mayor and the mayor shares power over the police department. And he's thinking about weird leftist, uh, radical leftist policies in his city, not how do we uphold law and order. But on top of that, he goes, then that pushes a lot of the cops who just want to uphold law and order out. So it creates this vacancy of like, I think last time I was in Seattle, they had like 370, might've been higher than that, spots that were vacant. That hadn't been filled, and these are high-paying jobs, like like sixty to eighty grand, which is good for people in general. Now, they said, so what happens is, is that a lot of people now are leaving the military, and so as they leave in the military, they're like, well, what do I do next? Now they can go to college, or a quick way that they don't have to go to college is become a cop. And the vacancies are open where in these big cities and a lot of ex-military are coming in without training with civilian training or working with these people and they're beginning to come in with military training. And so the exact opposite effect is happening where they tried to keep out the extreme people. But now the the, uh, police academies are accepting basically just soldiers and the police are becoming more like a military than like a civilian force
0: but, yeah but sure but even a soldier swears an oath th- to uphold the constitution yeah but, I'm it's, saying, but
1: it's so much different they're training in the military not that it, it, yeah, it disqualifies so them i'm just saying when you get a, a department of yeah. a couple hundred guys that are all just trained in the military yeah. and it's not first that like, yeah. they're being introduced to combat through this police training it's going to be a whole different way of enforcing things and and, and every officer well, has the, told the, me you could see the difference the
0: left has been saying that for a long time yeah. But people like Matt Taibbi and Glenn Greenwald, specifically, who are some of the few uh, leftists with you know honor, and they will call out the censorship, will call out the lies and the smears from you know intelligence agencies going after the president. And these are liberal. These are liberal dudes soldiers, I mean, are, are thought
4: to see threats and eliminate them. Police officers are supposed to, p- quote, protect and serve. That's the slogan here. Mm-hmm. What you were talking about reminds me of this kind of meme going around right now about how allegedly Stalin was teaching his counselors how to rule. And the story goes that Stalin took took a chicken, traumatized it, ripped its feathers out, threw it naked on the floor, and then started throwing it pe- throwing the chicken pebbles and walking away. The chicken followed him. And allegedly, Stalin said, quote, the, um, you you could do anything you want to the people so long as they believe you are the source of their survival yes so when you were talking about that specific oh, story that's something you're throwing them food or uh, pebbles uh yeah Rocks? Uh, no no, this, no, isn't no. A, like, this
1: isn't a metaphor so this kibbles? really happened kibbles yeah yeah, yeah. Wow, well right.
4: this is the story going around now allegedly i haven't been able to verify it or fact check it but this is how yeah, allegedly you, stalin look, was man, teaching his counselors how much how, to
2: how much nice. do you guys think it costs for a gallon of milk? Depending what
1: state. Too yeah, much. Yeah. Yeah, like much if you're th- in Hawaii, what, like $5? I think in Texas right now it's around 3 bucks. So uh, I recently went to the store and a half gallon was 4 bucks, mm.
0: And I thought that was kind of crazy. I was like, is a gallon 8 bucks?" And so I think it's like it's getting up there. So so the question I had was, when you look at the Arab Spring, one of the issues they said as to why the revolutions took place, why they started, was because people were going hungry. No matter, they, they couldn't work enough to get their food. So eventually they just snapped. But if people are, are, like, like Luke was bringing up, if they're getting food, they'll take abuse. They'll ignore certain things, like, I oh, don't whatever, I got my food. It's kind of like how you get like a lion. And if you give the lion endless amounts of food and so it's always just well fed, it won't attack smaller animals. It's pointless. It's like it doesn't bother. But now with this hyper, with, with the fears of hyperinflation, and I think, like, we, we, we had, uh, uh, Peak Prosperity on. Was it Chris, Chris Martinson? Chris Martinson,
4: Peak Prosperity, yes.
0: He was talking about hyperinflation is hitting, uh, things wealthy people buy so luxury goods land are hyper inflating like crazy it's going to start there and then work its way down and then so when i was at the store i was looking at groceries i was talking to this dude and he said that he he, he like he, he leaves the store with a grocery bill to see how much he spent hundreds of dollars and he barely fills his cart anymore and i'm wondering if we're just not seeing it because we're frogs in a pot boiling but the prices are starting to go up and we just haven't noticed yet i noticed when the lady scanned the half gallon of milk it
1: said four bucks and i was like no Really? I notice when it's not wow. cheaper to really eat at home that it feels yeah. like sometimes than mm-hmm. to eat out. Like sometimes I'm even like, "Hey, I'll we eat out for lunch because it's probably cheaper than making a nice meal." <gasps> I mean, I'm being serious. Like when you go to the, when you go look at, at at steak, for instance, even at Costco wholesale, I mean, if you're looking at like something even not even the best cut of meat possible, just something like a New York strip, you're still looking at about 54 bucks for a pack of of meat and you're going, for steak, I mean, at that price, I remember just last year before all the riots, everything happened and the shortages, the same thing was somewhere between like 17 to 21 bucks. I mean, you're talking about, if you talk about just beef or steak, that's like, you know, hundreds of percent increase in price.
0: I was just talking to a construction company and they told me to get ready for the next year because raw materials are about to skyrocket. And I was like, why? What's going on? And they're like, we're just getting ready for that big hit where the prices just jolt way up. And so I'm looking at this news reports, you know, when we were talking to Chris, he was saying 66% of all U.S. dollars printed in the past 10 months, mostly because I guess the latest stimulus bill. But when we first did a segment on it, was October, yeah. and it was 35, it was like 35.6% or 32.6%. No, 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 it was less than that. I think it was like 25. No, no. Uh, or 23. Right, right And then a month later, to yep. like 35. Yep, yep. And now, let, 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 me, let me show you this uh, M1 money stock from uh, St. Louis Fed. You can just see right here, the money stock jumps. It's at around uh, $4, uh, four trillion, And now it's at, what, is, what are we at? 6.6. 6. So it, it jumped up more than 50%. So like 50, 60%. That's going to have an impact. People need to realize this. Well, China becomes the big dog. Yeah, that's right. And now they, they've moved up the timeline to where China takes over, overtake 2028, the US. right? Yep, yep. Originally, they were, they were projecting it was like 2035. Now they're moving it down. They're like, wow, well, the U.S. is burning to the ground.
1: You know, I don't
2: know. I don't know if this is connected, but I was telling this. I was telling Lydia this earlier at lunch. Did you guys see the video of Wuhan partying yep. New Year's yeah, Eve? Right? Yeah, okay, so the is, pool parties. This, this is what I saw. This is what I saw. I obviously, obviously, you see the hypocrisy, right? But number one, why is Wuhan celebrating an American holiday, New Year's Eve? I don't even think that video was real. I think that was staged. propaganda. Propaganda, one hundred percent. Because all of a sudden, China's celebrating NYE while. New York Times, uh, the Times Square shut down. We're all on lockdown. To me, that was a flex by China, flexing on America, saying, you guys are all shut down while we're open yeah. celebrating or are they, your or, damn holiday. Or are, they, are they
0: trying to convince Americans on the right that you can go out and party and look, we're doing it. Why can't you? Well, perception is reality, and, and yeah. when we look at China, they
4: have, uh, they have closed themselves off to the rest of the world, and they're arresting any journalist that just questions their official narrative, their official line that they're trying to get out there. Recently, we saw the citizen journalist that was talking about the coronavirus that actually told the world about the coronavirus. She was just sent to jail. There's four years, people, right? Four years in jail for <laughs> citizen uh, reporting, and wow. there's a couple, you know, possibilities here. It could be that because China knows how this sickness, how the coronavirus originated, if they know who the patient zero is... If they know that, they might be handling this sickness, the coronavirus, way better than we are, and they could be hiding that information. Or it could be that they haven't handled it and that they're just covering up the deaths of millions of people, which they historically did before. So both of those
0: possibilities could be true.
4: Both of them are pretty terrifying and scary.
0: Let me I, I want to tell you, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna combine these stories, my friends. We don't just randomly talk about China partying and then talk about the money supply. Same story. First, let me show you this from CNBC. Dollar sucked into downward spiral by U.S. twin deficits from December 30th. They're saying the dollar is in a downward spiral. Bitcoin skyrocketing. It hit, what, $35,000 for a Bitcoin. People are buying up like crazy, and there's there's concerns. I mean, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but people are saying that the Bitcoin's not going to go back down. There's not going to be a correction. It's undervalued at this point because the U.S. dollar is being printed like crazy, mm. which brings me to this really strange story, which seems maybe not to be related Chinese billionaire Jack Ma vanishes. What happened? Quite simply, they say, at the Bund Summit in Shanghai on the 24th of October, Ma criticized the lawmakers that enforce global financial regulations, the Basel Accords, saying they were like an old people's club. According to the Times, Ma, a Communist Party member, said, the Basel Accords are like an old people's club. We can't use yesterday's methods to regulate the future. The billionaire said, the Basel Accords framework stifled opportunities for young people in developing nations, and that regulatory rules suppressed innovation. Before the summit, Ant Group was preparing for a 37 U.S. billion dollar initial public offering, and would have been valued uh, and would have valued the company at more than 300 billion dollars. After the summit, things changed. China cracked down on regulations, smothering Ant Group's IPO, etc., cetera, et cetera. I'll just put it this way: the very simple uh, issue here. A lot of people are, are are saying this is this is crazy about Jack Ma. When you criticize the global financial infrastructure and you have the power to actually make change, bad things happen to you. I can say Gaddafi, Saddam Hussein, not for the same reasons, obviously, but Jack Ma comes out and starts talking smack about financial regulators for, for you know global yeah. economics and mm-hmm. he's gone.
4: Yeah, and, and this is not just one of the richest people in China. This is one of the world's richest people people that was disappeared and is missing since October he was kicked out and edited out of his own TV show he was edited out from many websites and no one knows where he's been and we have to understand China has a history of disappearing very prominent economic figures yep. there's uh, Ren Zixang I'm saying it very wrong but he was a real estate mogul who criticized China's handling of the coronavirus there's Yao Jinghao who was an asset manager also disappeared under Mr mysterious circumstances, and no one knows what happens to these people, and a lot of people need to understand, China uses a lot of kind of mystery, they, they they hide a lot of information, so your kind of imagination plays the worst fears on you, and this has been a tactic that the Chinese have been using for a very long time. So
2: are these people that had like
4: shows, they were media Shows, figures? businesses, I mean, if you look at Alibaba, that's one of the Chinese biggest... Trump. Yeah, yeah, we're looking really? at one of the biggest co- companies, not just in China, but the world, And he's the head guy. He criticized their central bank. He criticized regulations because obviously if you want a free-flowing economy, you can't have a central bank. You can't have all these regulations. You can't have the government deciding what is best. You should let the market decide. He criticized that. And because of that... Uh, the we Chinese president sure. didn't like that. Sounds well, familiar. we don't we don't know exactly what we happened to him. We but don't. he's
0: missing from his show. Yes. Yeah.
4: But we can't Other say people. this. We
1: can't say this. But he's that, missing wait, from public
4: wait. life. He hasn't right. been seen since October. <laughs> <Right>. But <laughs> i the...
1: But the evidence here is this: you can't say that there's some you know global New World Order or Bilderberg Group that's causing crises. But you can say that when crises hit on a global scale very important people oftentimes can disappear, find themselves losing everything that matters to them, and the entire world sees some sort of structural change that seems to benefit the wealthy, and the ruling class seems to screw over Mm -hmm. the middle class. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of this crisis, there seems to be new organizations that come up, let's just say like NGOs or even new banking systems or unified trade agreements that seem to help fix and bring it all together, and power gets centralized into people who are not elected.
4: Exactly. One of the things that China Uncensored said when they were on this show that really sticks out to me is the fact that it's our participation and the u.s establishment propping up china that makes them as powerful as they are right now and it's literally american elites that are causing china to be as powerful on the world stage and if it wasn't for them they, they wouldn't exist and they wouldn't be as powerful
0: our economy is being crushed right now and they say they're moving at the timeline for china's economy to overtake ours so uh i don't think any of these people really care you know why a lot of them probably invested in companies that are doing production in China or things of that nature.
1: Probably. Nike, Nike, they did. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. do. Yeah.
0: Let me, let me ask you guys something. You ever think about how banking works? <laughs>
1: <Let> me, <laughs> on a global scale? Or no, like, no, what,
0: what do you mean? No, no, just let me, let me tell you, So when you, let's say you got a thousand bucks in the bank, right? Mm-hmm. And then Stimulus you, you well, no, no, you write a check <laughs> to uh, a friend who then cashes that in their bank and it becomes available immediately. Did that one bank take the thousand dollars from your account, physical cash, put it in a cart? Wheel it down the street to the other bank and then hand it to them so that that money is now in that bank? Or is it literally just a number in a computer that could be changed? So I got a, I got a crazy story. One of the craziest things I've ever seen that made me like go what? I had a friend who was uh we went to a bank because he was he was negative, his account went negative. And so he was like, I gotta go complain because there was a transaction that was doubled on accident. And that put me negative and then it threw everything out of whack because then he got charged 35 bucks and then his next deposit didn't, you know, get him out of it. And then he got charged again and it kept going negative. We walk into this bank and there's and and there's a guy sitting behind this desk and he's just like an older middle aged dude. This is in Chicago. And he pulls up the dude's account and I swear, I don't know what he was showing us. Maybe it was a trick. Maybe it wasn't real, but he shows his account as negative like three bucks and he just erased the negative sign and says, how does that look? And then we were like, what? And he was like, looks good, right? And he was like, I guess. And he was like, get out of here, kid. And then he was like, what? Then he checked his account and he was positive What he was negative. I don't know what that was or what went down. It was weird to me. But I will tell you one thing. The next week when we were skating downtown, the bank was closed. Like they shut down that branch. So I was thinking to myself, I'm like, I wonder if this dude knew he was getting laid off. And was like, I don't care. And just typed numbers into his account to make the money be there. Mm. But I'm like, how do they verify that? how do do, do they know like is there It's the craziest thing
4: it's not like bitcoin when you have a transaction and a limited amount of something it's literally someone going on the computer and just pressing zero that's it that's our financial system explained as and of course whenever there's you know the military industrial complex big pharma the medical industrial complex coming in for their gibbs of course that machine's turned on right away People come in there for, you know, health and human services or something to help out the common, you know, whatever, whatever the common good is or whatever the term people or whatever people socially want to improve, you know, life. No, sorry, the machine doesn't work then, which is absolutely ridiculous So, so here we're going through this.
0: What, what I was thinking is like, where is, so is all of our money is basically digital. Has anyone really thought about how Bitcoin has a ledger with crypto that secures it? And banks
1: just kind of write a number down? Well, the, you know, you I know, know what, what, what shocked me, I think the most was, I remember I was watching a documentary on the 2008 financial crisis, and I might have the numbers a little bit wrong, but I think they said that $2 trillion disappeared from the global economy. They use the phrase disappeared. And I remember looking that up because I know that I, I think we lost like $9.8 trillion overall in like home value in the world. This has to do with, you know, just like fluctuations of the values of homes. The money didn't disappear. This isn't changing ledgers. But like, obviously they didn't burn cash reserves or like melt down gold and just, just you know, turn into rings. Yeah. yeah, you're going. Well, how do you just take two trillion dollars when the average person in the world makes less than like a dollar a day? Yeah, where did? What do you mean it disappeared?
4: Well, after the 2008 uh, housing crisis, the Federal Reserve engaged in secret bailouts where they were literally printing money and giving it digitally to foreign banks i actually confronted ben bernanke on on the largest kind of bailout in recorded human history that no one even talks about and he had a fit about it he literally tried to rip my microphone away from me uh because i asked him you know how does it feel knowing that you committed one of the largest bailouts and no one even knows about it and we're talking about you know with a t trillions of dollars that literally go from one hand to another hand yes we're here now and look look at the national debt look at the price of common household goods of what they are now compared to what they
0: were just even 50 years ago i'm i'm look man uh i was talking to so we're we're looking at like crazy farmland crazy open space in west virginia and i'm hearing from these agents they're like we can't keep inventory Mm -hmm. the moment like land pops up in west virginia gone the market's increasing like crazy. The, the the value of homes is going up outside of New York and outside of these big cities. Property values starting to go up like crazy because nobody wants to live in these cities anymore. But it's like I was saying earlier. Actually, I think it was Chris who was saying this that the things wealthy people can buy right now are hyperinflating because the demand for these for these goods is is high for several reasons. One, get away from the cities. Two, they're getting rid of their money. They're getting rid of U.S. dollars. They're buying gold. They're buying Bitcoin like crazy. Why did Bitcoin double, almost triple in value in a month?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, people will say, oh, you know, you hear from all these Bitcoin deniers where they're like, it's just a, uh, it's a scam. And it's like, dude, people have confidence in it retaining its value enough to where it was going for like 13000 a month and a- two months ago. And now it's at $30,000. So was, I'll tell you this. You, you can look at your Bitcoin transaction history and you can go back. Go back, to like, for those, for those of you that have Bitcoin, I've had Bitcoin for a long time. And someone sent me, like, a couple, bit, like a couple, a couple dollars worth of Bitcoin a long time ago. It's now worth, like, 200 bucks. It's just, it's, you look at it, that's crazy. People are concerned. I think, here's what I, here's what I was telling people. What, what are the rich people who have connections doing right now? They're fleeing cities. They're buying up property like crazy. And they're getting off the U.S. dollar. When CNBC says the dollar is in a downward spiral... And Bitcoin is through the roof. I hope y'all are paying attention to what, what we're potentially facing. So I'll put it this way. You know, I've had people say to me, we, we did a promo uh, start to start the show with the safe and ready meals thing, right? This is uh, the uh, safeandreadymeals.com. It is emergency food supply. And so people always look, I got a bunch of it just because I bought it, whatever. And they're like, man, do you, are you prepping? Like, you think the end is coming? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I would tell people I think the end is nigh. Like, the world's going to end and we're going to be walking around like it's Fallout, you know, the video game and, you know, fighting zombies or anything like that. But uh, when was the last time the U.S. printed, what, like trillions of dollars, like $2.6 trillion, and borrowed, <laughs> what, $5 trillion more? When was the last time they, they, they added 60% of the money supply in 10 months? They've never done that. And what historically happens when money is mass produced and mass printed? You face hyperinflation or a collapse of the currency. And then uh, you combine that with rich people buying up land like crazy and fleeing to places like Idaho, Iowa, Wyoming, West Virginia. And you need to ask yourself, why is it that people with the money are trying to spend their money as fast as possible? Why <laughs> are you looking at this? So maybe we get everything's fine. The US currency can't collapse. It's the petrodollar. Maybe. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend I can, I can see the future and I know, but I just look at like, here's, here's the way I tell people when you're, when you're out and you guys might, might, uh, might, might, uh, get this when you're out in a, in a conflict in a riot or whatever, or when you're in a big protest and then you see a bunch of people, then you see a bunch of people start running in a certain direction, right? When I see that, I think they must have seen something or someone did, and they're running for a reason. Sometimes it's a false alarm. Sometimes they run because they got scared of a car backfiring, but sometimes someone saw the National Guard or some riot cop aiming a, a beanbag gun or tear gas, and so they ran. I run the other direction. I run perpendicular to the direction they're running because I don't want to be in that crowd. But I look to the people and I see where are they running to. It's almost like when you're, when you're like a storm is about to come. You see all the birds leaving like they do in the movies when the rich people are lighting their money up, like just getting rid of it as fast as possible. The U.S. is printing, you know, trillions of dollars record um, like in, in, you know money money supply going up and we're seeing land get sold like crazy like don't you think at a certain point the people who have connections and are in the know are making the moves before you catch on because they want you holding the bag or they don't want to be holding the bag when when the when the when the drop comes
2: here's my thing okay i i'm i'm a christian i don't know what you guys's view is on this but i think I'm a, I'm a huge believer in the end times and Bible prophecy, and I think that the Antichrist is a reality, and I think the agenda is obviously there. And it's um, Joe Biden. I thought it was Hillary I don't know. Clinton. I don't know who it's going to be, but one thing I will say is it's very interesting that with the advent of the Antichrist comes alongside of access through the mark of the beast that gives you access to a one-world economy. Mm-hmm. So it's is, very wait, is, wait, interesting. That, I'm not
1: saying in it's a in mask— Bible? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, talk about yeah. a one world economy, a one world government. Wait, That's wait, wait, the wait, end wait. result of when you know the end times no, when no, no, they no, no, push
0: that. it actually talks yeah. about an economy? Yeah. Yeah. What is it what like what specifically does it say though? It says oh, that the
2: you, the oh, false profit, yeah. you could pull it up. The false yeah. profit will cause people to take the mark of the beast, which six, is 666, six, 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 that will give them the ability to buy, sell and trade that will allow them to access the economy at the time so i think it's interesting that we're seeing a lot of stuff with the masks we're seeing a lot of well, stuff with we're also the seeing
4: specifically an mrna vaccine a new yeah. technological advancement with many large institutions saying you won't be able to participate in our economy unless you have this yep. vaccine so that's also another aspect of this to kind of and in know, bible prophecy yep.
2: that's that's the final showdown you won't be able to access the economy Without the mark of the beast, which is an act of worship to pretty much Satan in the flesh.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, and and even from my understanding, though I don't have it up here, it also comes up in Daniel and Isaiah. They the whole point of biblical prophecy is that not only will people be trading and, and be given in marriage, world will be like it was, but the key thing is is that the Antichrist is meant to bring the world together into one world government, and then he'll sit on the throne in the temple rebuilt. On the Temple Mount in Israel and he'll call himself God and people will follow and anybody who doesn't take whatever the mark is is going to be seen as a threat and a danger to people and they themselves are an enemy of society and deserve to be killed yeah. so they start killing everyone who won't take the mark which we don't know what that means but but, yeah. I'm, but I'm just saying like it's crazy though when you read Revelation and Re- it says that this is what the end will look like and yeah. it describes well, how on. people will
0: be I didn't know this yeah. Revelation thirteen seventeen yep. that no man might buy or sell yep. save he had the mark of the name of the beast or the number of his
1: name. I didn't know that. And it says that the yep. Yep. ten kingdoms what? will, will serve under him. And it specifically says, this is what's crazy. The ten kingdoms of the world, whatever that means, will, will, will rise up and he'll come above them. And there's this idea that this is what he brings together. And this is why anybody that is, that is coming against him is coming against the global order. And therefore they are a threat to public safety. And that's why not only can they not buy, sell and trade, but eventually they get beheaded and they start beheading people who, who will not take the mark. And that's yep. like, they'll kill you.
2: It's an an act of worship to the antichrist being well, your god. Yeah. That's why you have to take it.
4: This is why a lot of right-wing Christians have always been against the kind of larger term new world order and when you look at them there's always been a congregation of individuals who are uh, church going that usually do speak about this, you know, in 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 a very large extent. So what you're saying makes absolutely sense from what I've been hearing for, you know, since the 90s. People are talking about this, and more and more when you look at current events, I mean, you can make many different correlations, you could have many different understandings, but I think what what everyone here is saying is that these are definitely interesting times to say the least, and definitely times that will test everyone in in many important instances.
2: I mean, you got to think about it. When you read, like, the Bible and you look at Bible prophecy, Satan himself— literally wants to be God, right? When you read certain passages of Lucifer's fall, he wanted to be God. He wanted to ascend above God. He wanted to be worshiped as God himself. So when you take a look at the entire scope of scripture through the Old Testament and the New Testament, you'll see Lucifer and Satan himself (laughs) literally mirroring what God has done or what God will do. So he will declare himself to be God in the temple in Israel because he wants to be worshipped as God. And the whole tie with the economy, with the one-world religion and the one-world economy taking the mark of the beast, is in the Old Testament you would see that God instructed the Jews, he would instruct them to write Bible verses on their on their arms or on their foreheads. And still to this day you see Hasidic Jews, uh, Orthodox Jews, that still put Bible verses on their foreheads or even on their arms. They walk around with that in the end— Lucifer is gonna use the Antichrist to do the exact same thing to give people access to the economy But what's the real tie there? The real tie is if you get humanity to believe that there is no hope And there's only one hope that can cause you to survive Which is the economy? I mean throughout all human history throughout all religions world religions doesn't matter whether you're Muslim Whether you're Buddhist. It doesn't matter. We all need to survive and the economy keeps us afloat so in the end times God is literally the provider of all humanity. That's my belief. That's what, that's, that's what I, I believe he's my provider. He's, he's, he's my all in all. Right. But Lucifer wants to be that as well. And if he can take everything that he has from you, especially the way that you got it, you will bow your knee to whomever will give it back to you. Well, I don't know a whole lot about all that revelation stuff, but I can
0: say it's true. People don't know how to survive outside of the current system. Mm So a lot of the left, they don't understand what economy means, They have this meme, oh, no, the economy. It's like, bro, the economy means the system by which goods and services are brought to the people who need them. It means household management. You're hungry. The economy is a reference to the system of how that food is grown, produced, sent to the store so that you can buy it or so that the government can give it to you. Even if the government. So this is what they don't understand. Communism has an economy. It's called the command economy. This household management of a country is an authoritarian communist system. It doesn't work very well, as we've seen throughout history, but it literally is an economy. So many people, I ask you this, how many people who live in any of these big cities know how to even grow food? Like we saw with the LARP farm at the Chaz, the, 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 the Autonomous Zone in Seattle.
1: It was beautiful. It kind of, kind We of, just a throwback. It was so – my favorite part about that that garden was that for a while they had a garden for black people only and then it yeah. switched to people of color. And the worst part was is that that was the only garden that wasn't growing food and no <laughs> one could figure out if the people weren't planting the food or if white people were too afraid well, I mean, to plant because it was all white people tending the gardens. The light farm confusing. was
0: garbage. They don't. They didn't understand anything about basic farming at all. They put Hilarious. potted plants in the dirt. They threw car- the Yeah, they threw cardboard yeah. down, threw dirt on it, and then put potted plants in it. Uh, did, did you even look something up on Google, bro? If you don't know how to farm, you can't farm. So look, I don't expect anybody even here to know how to bro, farm. Bro, can you even farm? farm. <laughs> Seriously, and I'll tell you what. We we we've grown our own food because people have gardens. So a lot of people understand like you know general gardening, but farming's a whole other other issue. You know, like when do you rotate crops? How do you preserve the land? When the do soil. you fallow or things yeah. like that? farming requires farmers who know what they're doing and can tell you how it's done. These people in cities won't survive without the economy. I mean look without what happened
2: someone dude, getting with the COVID. food to them. Did you see people's responses to lack of toilet paper? Did you see people's yeah. responses?
3: It's still to happening lack- right yeah. now though.
1: Yep. I mean, realistically speaking, though, and I'll say this, like I actually – so I was, I was totally – I've never bulk bought anything. I, I have this idea that God provides for me and I don't need to worry or fear. But I'll tell you this. There was one moment where – because I'll tell you, we got – when I was living in L.A., we have good Mexican food. And I'll tell you, it's good going in. The other side's another story. And you need toilet paper. There are those moments. And I'm, you know, I, I'm newly married and I'm in my house and I'm like, all right, God will provide. I know this sounds so ridiculous before 2020. And I start noticing there's like four toilet paper rolls left, <laughs> then three toilet paper rolls left. And I'm going, okay, okay, God provide. <laughs> and, it, and, and I was like, I was like, okay. There was like this one morning, it was like 6 a.m. I like woke up out of my sleep. I was like, I gotta go wait in line somewhere to get toilet paper. <laughs> and so, like, I went to go to Target. I waited in line. It opened. No toilet paper, even waiting in line for an hour. So then we had, were rationing toilet paper, like little pieces, oh, and we're no. trying to eat like non-high fiber foods and stuff. And,
3: <laughs> <laughs> and
1: it got to the point where I ended up waiting in a two and a half hour line in Costco just to get a pack of toilet paper. And I remember thinking, this entire system is so much more fragile than I could have ever hoped for mm-hmm. or imagined that I just took a day off of work to be able to wipe my butt. But hold on. At what point
0: in a situation like that would you just grab a towel, rip a piece off and Have then be like, I guess we're doing it the old fashioned we day, way. We were
1: a day we were a day away. Oh my God. We were a day away of just planning, like, taking some leaves off the tree. I swear. But, but think we about close. this. Okay, I got something to
2: confess. I got something to confess. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, no. All right. All right. I literally... My, okay, my wife is watching, and she's probably freaking dying right now, but I'm going to say this. <laughs> I literally went to this, like, super ghetto Mexican supermarket because there was no toilet paper in California wherever we went, and I literally bought, like... Five packs of like 100 packs of napkins as toilet paper.
1: <laughs> at least you didn't I do you sponges. I, you were going to say I just sponges. want to confess that on record that <laughs> I went listen, and I
2: listen. bought out napkins That's at a ghetto fine. supermarket. But, but <laughs> think, supermarket. About,
0: think about the response people had to this, right? Yeah. Instead of being like, well, they're out of toilet paper. What can we do to solve this problem? They're just like, I'm going to go wait in line for several hmm. hours. You guys, I'm going to go wait in line and just eventually someone will give me toilet paper, I guess.
1: Have you been to L.A.? It's not like there's a lot of trees there anyways to, <laughs> to cut answer. down and plant.
4: All <laughs> my Japanese friends are laughing at all of you guys Why right now. That? Well, they have oh, the, the fancy toilets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they got yeah, the fancy European. toilets. Make Brazil, too. Yeah. Brazil. I went to Brazil
0: once. This is a funny story. I went to the hotel, and the bathroom has, like, a concave floor with a drain in the yeah. middle, and there was a oh, hose no, next hole. to the toilet. Oh, no. No, this is Brazil, man. That's most of the do. world does this. Yeah, most of the world. And so I was at an office for, like, a big company, and that was their bathroom, and I was like, "Like, do I just spray and then it goes down the drain? Like, what is this?" And when I, I came out, I was like, "Man, I'm from America. We don't we don't have that." And she was like, "You don't have that?" And I was like, "Yeah, like the hose." And she goes, "How do you clean yourself?" And I was yeah. like, "What do you mean? We use toilet paper?" And she goes. That doesn't clean yep. anything, and
1: I was like, "Oh, that's a good point." I use I <laughs> use wet. Honestly, though, I'll tell you this is this is a serious pro tip. Are we? This is a serious pro tip.
3: Wait, no, no. This <laughs> is a serious
1: pro tip that my doctor even told me. They make like flushable antiseptic, like wet wipes yeah. that actually clean in America. And they're if you can't find toilet paper, usually you can go to the section, the toddler section, or you can find it in yep. the adult the section. Most, they're yeah. flushable, like baby wipes, and they're actually clean. You use less of them, so if you're trying to ration paper, or you're in a place where they don't have a lot of toilet. paper, Paper. <laughs> Check the flushable wipes And they're often in stock yeah, The most yeah. important yeah. podcast in the world That's Thanks right. ladies and gentlemen One <laughs> thing. Share this podcast <laughs> yeah. if you like Learning about proper paper. Well,
0: well hold on. Another tip. thing
4: people need to realize <laughs> is that uh, we as Americans are extremely spoiled. Yep. And after just traveling the world, I mean, most people just use uh, natural squatty potty as a way to relieve themselves. No one here at this house, by the way, uses a squatty potty. I'm That's disgusted. I'm no, I disagree with you. But I'm another really thing right. to really kind of think here <laughs> is that we are not resilient. A lot of people in, in like places like Mexico that, that have went through economic collapses, people who have to wait long lines just to get their money, just to get their bi-weekly, bi-monthly paycheck, they are resilient. They are prepared for everything. The city slickers, the flip-flop latte drinking Starbucks loving yuppies, they're not ready for anything. Mm. And when, Time really comes to a head and they have to deal with the realities of a country. Twenty seven trillion dollars in debt that still gives out billions of dollars in foreign aid when they have to deal with the larger ramifications of these politicians selling them down the river. They're going to have a very rude awakening. And when people panic, when people freak out, that's going to be really a true test of anyone in any major city. And it's
0: one of the reasons I left New York City and I'm never coming back. The U.S. federal debt-to-GDP ratio was at 130.47%. 130. In 2000, it was at 59%. In 1980, it was at 34. Thanks, Donald Trump.
2: That's what Rand Paul (laughs) was warning. Rand Paul, remember the big speech on the stimulus package? The stimulus bill. That's why, dude... We, we can't afford stuff like that right nope. now. Especially giving... I mean, no, it's nothing new that we give billions of dollars of foreign aid away but it's like in the midst of this pandemic all of a sudden we're giving billions of dollars to pakistan for gender studies or yeah but it's
4: not even aid it's it's speedboats for sri lanka they call it yeah it's 1.3 what is it uh it's a huge exorbitant amount not just to israel but other countries like egypt sudan there's so many of these countries just getting handouts and where does this money go it usually doesn't go towards even that country it goes towards the middle person the bureaucrat standing in The way that siphons it in for themselves, their friends, their special interests—they get the money—and that's why we didn't have the two thousand dollars stimulus check. That's why we had gender studies in Pakistan.
0: So you have right now twenty-seven trillion dollars in debt, Mm -hmm. and then people will ask me, Tim, do you think things are going to get really bad? I'm not going to tell you yes or no. I'm just going to say people with connections are buying up land like crazy and dumping dollars for things like Bitcoin. And we're $27 trillion in debt while our government just gave away billions of dollars to other countries. So let me tell you something. Think about that friend you have, right? And he lives in an apartment. He hasn't paid his rent. And then he gets his rent money and he says, yeah, but, you know, we're going to go out to the bar. Or or goes on OnlyFans and gives it to Lula. Lula's getting my money. That's literally the government.
4: The government is the simp. That is simping to China. I had a whole huge analogy to this. It's kind of a adult, so I'm not going to say it here. But literally, they they take the money. You're supposed to pay rent together. He goes on OnlyFans, spends all of it to China, Does it's fentanyl from Zin, China? It's China. Zin,
2: it's Zin yeah. Is it good? It's yeah. Is it from Af-
1: Afghanistan or something? Uh, well, no, bro. Afghan that's poppy? Yeah. How about Ping every time a stimulus?
2: Camera. Every time a stimulus package comes out, if it's six hundred dollars or if it's twelve hundred dollars, you'll see like all these TVs in Walmart that yeah. are like uh, yeah. ten exactly. dollars. Like less than your stimulus. And then I I just, I I hate to say this, but I really think it's a lot of like uneducated people that don't even pick up on stuff like that because they know they'll go spend their money at these massive corporate entities like Walmart just to give them the upper edge and give them the millions and billions of dollars while while the mom and pop shops, they they suffer and they die. And I think that's by design. You've got the best Democrat campaign slogan for Georgia
0: right now. Vote for the Democrats in Georgia. You're going to get $2,000. Because the, Mitch McConnell blocked it, and they're not gonna—they're not gonna do it. But the Democrats are like, "We want it. We want to." So if the Democrats win, you're getting paid. So there were a lot of people that were that didn't care about politics, but they were like, "Yo, my boy Trump just gave us, you know, cash. Awesome. Trump gets his name
1: on the checks or whatever. That's big. Giving people money, you'll get votes. So the government feels like like alcohol in 2021. It's like, oh, your life's depressed because you've been getting drunk too often, wasting your money, and sleeping around. How about we uh, numb that out with a couple more shots of vodka tonight and then you'll forget about your problems. Like, we're going to give you more government to fix your government problems from 2020. <laughs> yep. That's the cure is just Spence giving you... your
3: way out. We're going to nope.
1: keep bending you over and that's, digging, that's
0: how I feel. Digging your way out of a hole. Yep. It well, reminds me of The Simpsons where they they're looking for treasure or something and they dig 20 feet down and they're like... Uh, how do we get out? And Homer's like, "Well, dig our way out," and they just keep digging.
1: <laughs> well, I think I think what's really coo- what's really cool about all this though is that where I kind of almost get upset sometimes at, at certain people on the right wing or the libertarian movement that sort of condemn. All these new people, sort of waking up and breaking out of the city slick life, break, waking up out of this Democrat life. They keep saying, "Oh, they're moving to Republican states. They're changing all of our states. They're moving in that place." But according to Greg Abbott, he said that we just did some studies in Texas uh, that were looking at the way that 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 voters changed their vote when they moved. And actually, 58% of Californians who were coming from California to Texas yep. were voting Republican as opposed to what's being pushed as the narrative that Californians are, are switching the state to being blue. And so what we're seeing is that actually like me as someone from Los Angeles, I always love it. Like people are like, Oh, you talk funny. Oh, your pants are too tight. You're not a real conservative. You're not a real this or that. I go, I never said I'm like a super conservative. I'm come from Hollywood, California. Yeah. Like I don't, I'm not, I'm not, i am i am waking up out of this going, Holy crap. I can't, if I'm going to get married, like I got married. And within months I told my wife, I was like, I know this doesn't make sense financially. I know this. Do- I know it's not not going to make sense to my family. My mom was in the middle of dying. By the way, she died three months after I left. Like you don't leave your mom dying. I go. As the lockdowns came, we've got to get out of here. Like we've got to leave this state because I don't know what's going to happen, but it's not going to be good. And look, as we yep. left last June, it's only gotten di- it's digressed yeah. in California.
4: Well, you brought up a very important point. When you have to work for what you have, you automatically become a conservative. And when a lot of these people move out of the big cities and they move towards the suburban areas, they have to work for everything they got. There's, a, there's an interesting noise. That's a helicopter.
1: Oh, it's the, it's helicopter. helicopter. Really the National yeah. Guard. Yeah, maybe. They're coming for you, Tim. I told you. No, no, no. <laughs> They're flying to
2: D.C.
0: Yeah. Oh, really?
2: There's this a helicopter, guys. We can hear it in studio. Yeah, just yeah. So but we're in
0: the middle of nowhere. So usually when there's a helicopter going by, we're like, oh, what's going on with this? No, a Run. few Run. of them, not just
1: one. I hear them all. Yeah. Right, yeah, it was a bunch, actually. It was yeah. like, I'm like, is this getting louder? What's going on? Hey, it's better than the jets we have. I, I'm right over the jet flying uh, in Texas, so like I'll be in the middle of a show recording, and they'll be like... Whoo! So, <laughs> so like,
3: wonderful. <laughs> so,
1: so, 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 so what you're saying is, you're saying that Texas is becoming
0: more red? Is that what you're saying?
1: I'm saying that the studies show that it's not the Californians changing, which, I mean, that's why everyone giving all these people just waking up a hard time. I think a lot of people, if you actually look at the studies and the trends, not a bunch of people complaining... Shows like this are working to wake people up where you watch Tim and it's not like Tim's a right wing nut job. It's like, in fact, you probably piss a lot of right wing people off. Oh, they're so mad at me. Right. Oh, yeah. And it's so my point oh, being oh, is, yeah. that, <laughs> is that you can sit here and you can talk to someone like Vosh, who a lot of right wing people hate. Then you can talk to someone like myself or, or Drew or whatever. Or, or of, Jones. Well, that's yeah. even. yeah. I invited. Like, I,
0: I asked Vosh to come back with Jones, but he, 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 could, he didn't want to do it. He was mm-hmm. worried about COVID. And that's that's like a, a real left thing. They're super worried about COVID. Conservatives they really media. aren't you know so i've I've actually reached out to a bunch of leftists like you know we'll have jones on you can come on and for the most part they're just like but COVID, you know i don't want to do it and they're like that's a legitimate reason they there's no point in arguing i'm like okay you know whatever but here, here i'll tell you what i think i think you know we're seeing a lot of people move out of big cities the people there's in california are they're trying to recall newsom right
3: mm-hmm.
0: but the people they're gonna, i think they're gonna have a hard time with it they're doing well we'll see how it plays out but the people who don't like newsom leave they go mm-hmm. move to texas they go move to colorado So what happens when the more conservative people will up and go, and the people who are okay with Newsom stay? California becomes bluer and less, more apathetic, I guess, if you're going to sit there and let Newsom do whatever he wants and do nothing about it. Apathy for sure. So then the the red states are going to become more entrenched ideologically in red. The blue states become more entrenched ideologically ideologically in low-information, apathetic tribalist. And then what happens? We're already a country split down the middle. Do the red states have a resurgence and the Republicans start winning again? Or do red and blue states start
2: pointing things at each other and then swinging things at each other? I think think a lot of people are probably blue without even knowing it. What what do I mean by that? I think there's a lot of people that That's aren't default default right? liberal. They're, they're uh, not they're not, not politically engaged, saying. they're not into economics, they blue don't pill. even understand like the damage of a massive stimulus bill. It's like, oh just give me my six hundred bucks, even though we're gonna be trillions of dollars in debt. Why? Because it hasn't affected them personally yet. And I think a lot of people are waking up to the reality that their lives are being affected by these policies and big blue states, and they're leaving these states because it's affecting them. But are they really changing to not vote the same way in these other states. I was talking about this with Lydia earlier. It's like, I think a lot of people, they recognize that bad things are happening and it affects them, but they leave the states without understanding why it happened in the first place. So they still vote the same way because of Hollywood or the music industry. They see people like Jay-Z or freaking Cardi B up there twerking with Bernie Sanders. And it's like, oh, well, you should vote for the Democrats because Cardi B said so. And it's like, nothing changes because there's no education involved. Does that make any sense? Like people understand it's something's tribalism. wrong and they leave without understanding why and then they just vote the same.
0: But then you have uh, – so, so I think I, – I, I, one of the things I say about Democrats is that they rely on solely, almost exclusively, on low information voters, easily yeah. evidenced by the fact that they try to lower the voting age to 16 or they've advocated for it and that they get a lot of younger voters. Clearly, these are people who haven't had uh, serious work experience. Many of them haven't even paid taxes. Mm-hmm. A lot of these kids who graduate college and then tend to vote Democrat haven't worked a job. Or they may have worked some job, but they don't really understand what it means to run a business and pay taxes and pay employees and pay benefits and all that. So they vote based on, the, on, on their interests, and it's very simple. If you spend your life in an institutionalized learning facility where everything is provided for you and you follow the rules of the authority, what are you going to vote for? Institutionalization. The, everything being provided from uh, to you by the authority and following the authority as you know verbatim as they say. Cons- conservatives and uh, non-college educated people are people who they they, they mock and they will insult. Aha, you're working class. You didn't go to school. You're so dumb. You know, uh, Democrats are smarter. It's like, or actually, conservatives tend to be people who are self reliant. They'll go out work for themselves. They'll get a job. They'll pay taxes. They'll start a business. They don't go to college, so that means they have to support themselves somehow. So they're not in institutionalized learning facilities where the authority is telling them what to do and providing for them. That creates a clear distinction as the as the generations get older and enter the, the voting population
1: right, but I think there's there's more people somewhere in the middle and, th- and I think there's this whole class of people developing and here 's what I mean is like the far left crazy people are saying one thing like you know the, there's no gender and you know your sexuality's fluid and your you know your kids' eight, but they know they're you know if they want to get a sex change, you should listen to them and take their advice, even though you know they have a bedtime somehow they can decide their entire hormonal future i mean there's these people, and I think most people see that and, and, and they kind of reject that because for their own families, they're like, I don't really want that for them. But then there's this like weird similarity on the right wing too that always asks, "What are you conserving? What are you conserving?" As if everybody's this like alt puritan conservative that wants this Christian dumb in America, like as if that's really what everyone in America wants. But I think most people are in this point where they're just in the culture and it's starting to get so extreme. And it's starting to get so in your face, where it's like they're naturally like default blue, but they're going, dude. Now you're starting to get into weird like kid stuff, and you're starting to push like like we saw recently. Cardi B won't even let her own kids watch her music videos. She pushed her kids out of the room when it was on TV. Wow, and you Smart. start you start to see like well, I, well, that's what I'm saying. You go you go from you go from suggestive music to songs like WAP. That even if you're a sexualized oh. person and you're expressive, you're going. That, that doesn't yeah. need to be on TV. What, what, and, and I think people are starting to get sick of it and going, there's got to be something where we're just getting back to, like, setting some standard of morality, some standard of morals that we can yeah. agree on. A lot of it the big rest. tech executives well, like, don't
0: even let their kids use social media. One, mm-hmm. of the, one of the best compliments I got for my song, Will of the People, was someone just posting the lyrics to WAP and then posting the lyrics to my song. And they were, that, was, that was the point they were making. Like, this is the popular song with the millions of views that everyone's talking about, WAP. And then they were like, my song, which has like 700,000, and it's like very serious about revolutions and like, you know, and politics. It doesn't get it. And I've no, I've known that my whole life. I've always listened to punk music, and it's never been the most popular and, you know, most listened to. The crazy thing is, you know, we were listening, we, we we went for a drive recently, and we were listening to a bunch of, you know, six seventies 70s music and stuff like that. And there are some meaningful songs put out by like classic rock bands. But then you look at the stuff that has a billion views, a billion listens today. And it's like, you've got these songs, like, man, probably the, the easiest and most iconic is Fortunate Son by Creedence Clearwater Revival, right? You know that song, Fortunate Son? It's, this, it's the Vietnam song, Every basically. Yeah. Every movie about Vietnam or video game, it's like, they play Fortunate Son. It's a song about, he's like, you know, it ain't me, I'm not no senator's son. Talking about the privileged people and the powerful connections, political elites and those with money and how they, you know, can get what they want and they can avoid what they want. They don't got to pay taxes and things like that. You have these meaningful songs that... Got a ton of lists, you know, ton of downloads. And then you pull up Spotify and you're like, what's getting the, the views? And it's like, you know, whap or whatever. It's like, I mean, if people like it, people can buy it. Welcome to capitalism. But there's like, there's, there's meaning being stripped out of our arts, you know, and it's becoming very just dry and generic and base. And, and, uh, you know, I think it's, 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 there's gonna be a culture collapse of some sort because we're whittling down to the lowest common denominator to try and like movies is a good example. Mm-hmm. There was a period where, and, and we're, uh, up until the movies were destroyed by the the COVID lockdowns, m- blockbusters it's just mindless explosions and shrapnel like Michael Transformers. Bay movies. Yeah, but yeah. the reason you know why those do well is because it transcends language. So anybody <laughs> around the world could you could just watch you know Optimus Prime transcends you know, IQ. Yeah. Yeah, well another
4: thing true. to realize a lot of our entertainment whether it's art music movies has been hijacked has been used as a way to push political ideas rather than to entertain it's used to program individuals to believe certain things to have a you know a certain ideology to have a favorable view of institutions like the CIA or yep. establishment institutions, or, or democratic institutions, they're made to look favorable. And, and when you look at entertainment, it's it's not there for your viewing enjoyment. It's there to make you think a certain way, and it's been weaponized to a degree that's extremely dangerous, in to, my opinion.
0: To a certain degree, I think they're trying to make money. But uh, yeah. speaking of the FBI, and you know, the FBI has that, that TV show about the FBI agents, The X-Files, and it's about aliens... A Harvard professor says alien technology. That, that, that was a great segue. Very <laughs> smooth. <Well, segue>. Compliment <laughs> you on that one. Yeah, sick. it was so good. I'm I'm so good at podcasting. Uh, we got this crazy story, and it's it's so you know. Uh, and then we'll we'll go to Super Chats after this. But check out the story. This is this is crazy. I really want to talk about this. <clears throat> Harvard professor says alien technology visited our solar system in 2017. He also says they're coming back. In his upcoming book, Extraterrestrial: The First Time of Intelligent Life Beyond Earth, theoretical physicist Avi Loeb lays out his theory about a peculiar shaped object that has entered our solar system several years ago. The, interst- the interstellar object named Umwamwa was first observed through the pan stars telescope in Hawaii's Haleak- Haleakala Observatory in 2017. Researchers observed that it had passed through the uh, ecliptic plane on the se- on September 6th from the direction of Vega, a star in the Lyra constellation that is about 25 light years away from our planet. Just three days later, Umwamwa Hawaiian for scout, began accelerating toward the sun before it eventually came closer to Earth on October 7th, moving swiftly towards the constellation Pegasus and the blackness beyond. Some scientists claimed Umwamwa, which is believed to be the first interstellar object detected in our solar system, was simply another comet. However, Loeb, the chairman of of Harvard University's astronomy department, dismisses that assumption as it relies too much on the familiar. What would happen if a caveman saw a cell phone? He wondered. He's seen rocks all his life. He would have thought it was just a shiny rock. Loeb says that there are two big details that suggest Umuama wasn't just a comet, but a piece of alien technology. The first detail is the object's dimensions, as it was determined to be five to ten times longer than it was wide. Loeb argues the cigar-like shape isn't typical for a natural space object. But the theoretical physicist lays the biggest detail that supports his theory is the movement. The excess push away from the sun that was the thing that broke the camel's back. Loeb explains the sun's gravitational force would cause a natural object to move faster as it approaches, and eventually push the object back, causing it to move slower as it moves away. Loeb points out that this didn't occur with Umuamua, which accelerated slightly, but to a highly statistically significant extent. If we are not alone, are we the smartest kids on the block, he asks. If there was a species that eliminated itself through war or changing the climate, we can get our uh, we can get our act together before uh, and, and behave better. Instead, we are wasting a lot of resources on Earth, fighting each other. And other negative things that are a big waste," he said. Also, they're coming back. This is not the first story we got this year about aliens being real and coming to Earth. And now the head of Harvard's astro- was it astronomy department yeah. has said, "Yeah, aliens are real." Hmm. So uh, we talked. We talked about revelations a little bit. But what if yeah. it's uh. What if aliens are coming? Well, <laughs> some
4: religious people believe those are demonic entities. Some conspiracy theorists believe otherwise. Some people say it's advanced technology. But it really does kind of feel like they're prepping us for something. I mean, we had that uh, head of uh, the Israeli space program. We had these recent new revelations. We have the event that just happened in Hawaii. We have the disclosure, which is supposed
0: to happen in about 180
4: right, days. So That's we'll, in we'll, the COVID we'll,
0: relief bill. We'll, we'll clarify that. Yeah. Somehow in the COVID, the COVID (laughs) omnibus, the spending bill was uh, the Intelligence Authorization Act, which included from the time of passing the bill, 180 days, the Pentagon must release all their information on UFOs. So they've been slow rolling this. We just saw a crazy UFO in West Virginia. We did a segment about it. It looked nuts. People saying it was a flaming UFO crashing to earth or something. But uh, I don't know. Everybody's been speculating. Aliens are coming. What do you guys think?
2: I think, I think it's a mixture. I think, uh, if you take a look at World War II. With Roswell, you know, coming out of that, how NASA came out, you know, <clears throat> th- there definitely was, like, this technological boom and advancement, because the Nazis were obviously involved with, like, black magic and Adolf Hitler was obsessed with that, like obtaining, even the scientists, like crazy Nazi scientists that were obsessed with, you know, communicating with off-world entities or whatever they called them. Some people believe they're demons in order to obtain, like, crazy scientific no- uh, like knowledge and astrophysics and all these things. A lot of people believe that's how the atom bomb came into reality, but mm. Americans got to it first. But I think it is interesting how there's always this connection with technology and like off-world entities. And if you take a look at it from a biblical perspective, like you said, I mean, the Bible does make it very clear that, you know, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual hosts of wickedness and principalities and powers. But I just want to point out how there always is, I'll tell you this, let's get, let, let's have a little Bible study. The number one thing that, I believe when you take a look at the Garden of Eden where Eve was deceived, what was the one thing that he tempted her with? One thing was that she would have some kind of super knowledge. There's always some kind of temptation with an expert knowledge or a, a knowledge that goes further or a wisdom that takes you beyond like DMT. Exactly. He offered her DMs, And that's what I'm I'm saying is like they're always – whenever there's UFOs involved or some kind of spiritual entities involved, there's always this offer of like an advanced knowledge and then an advancement in technology. And I think – I don't know. Have you guys seen the Bob Lazar documentary on Netflix? Oh, yeah. Right? So I definitely think there is some kind of technological advancement. I mean have you guys seen like throughout Trump's presidency he'll come out and say if you guys – he'll threaten nations. He'll be like if you guys keep doing this, you guys are going to see like – you know rain and fire like the world has never seen before I definitely and then the space force came right I definitely think we have something that other nations don't know what it is but where that knowledge came from I personally believe is supernatural
0: can we supernatural
1: talk about Isn't th- like what. Supernatural is in aliens, or I believe demonic beings. Can we talk demonic about? Beings. Can we talk about that? You said with DMT, and I don't want to get like too druggy here. <laughs> <it>. But but <laughs> but like one thing that's interesting is is like I didn't become a Christian till I was like nineteen, and I'm still learning a lot. Uh, but one thing I can say is I was agnostic before then, as agnostic as a teenager could be. Uh, but I rejected a lot of spiritual things. My my background is in science. I went to university, and that I've always been a, a man about like you know the physical and what you can measure and the methods that go in, into that something that science no longer is um but i remember that one interesting thing that that i didn't expect to was to kind of get into experimenting with drugs growing up and you know i remember doing drugs like ecstasy or smoking pot and those were fun uh, but i remember the, i remember the first time that i did i did mushrooms uh, you know i was younger and and I remember there was, it was nothing like that, that I'd ever done in my life. And the psilocybin and that feeling, I, every drug that I had consumed, every substance kind of numbed or altered reality, but I had never felt like I wasn't myself before living in a new world until I had taken mushrooms. And I think trying a bunch of, you know, psychedelics in those years, like LSD, even like 5-MeO dipped and all those experimental ones that were coming out to CB, um, I think there was one time where I just took way too many mushrooms, you know, like just too many where you, you been just, been there, done that. Yeah. Just too many. And, uh, like I remember having like a mental break. I remember having like a game. mental breakdown. Like I didn't believe in spirits or anything, but no lie. I went into my friend's bathroom way to do this. Your parents, parents are asleep. You're in the living room. You take a bunch of mushrooms, wise oh, decision gosh. and a total 16 year old wisdom there, guys. <laughs> I remember like I went into the restroom and this, like this being appeared And was telling me to stick my head into the toilet and like drown myself and like to kill myself. And I felt like the only way to escape what was going on was to die. And as much as it might just sound like it was like a bad trip, I felt for a moment like real in that moment. And I felt like I woke up and these, I looked at the being in this restroom and I can remember that it's like a long restroom and it was like a dark, like a, like a dark force. And I remember that I, I had never felt so oppressed. And, you know, for years after that instance, I struggled with suicide. I was heavily depressed, but I wasn't on mushrooms anymore. And I started to like wake up to like the fact that there might be something else out there because why is it that I'm no longer high, but these feelings that I first experienced while in that toilet, you know, are are staying with me. And I think that there's some validity to the fact that I think that spirits are real. I think that there is something that is, that is genuinely real and out there. I know a lot of people say it's not true, that it's just a trick of the mind or a hallucination. But the reality speaking is when you talk about people's trips on, on hallucinogens, why do they all see the same things? You know, why is this not an uncommon experience where people see dark forces, the devil? I mean, but coming into this with aliens, it's like, yeah. I just, no, well, human. No, I, well, it
4: depends. It's not all unison. It's not all no, the no, same. No, but some I, people have positive effects, some people well, have negative Well, I had a, I effects. had positive effects yeah. mostly.
1: I'm just saying, but when you come down to this, I started like realizing there could be more. And I think that I had a genuine conversion experience while I was sober. When I was 19, I was on the toilet. I'm not, not even joking. I was on the toilet and I was writing this book why grace changes everything. Not trying to become a Christian, not trying to like it wasn't like in some like tent revival meeting. It wasn't emotional. <laughs> And then I had just like something clicked where like I realized that all the pain that I felt, the depression, everything could be forgiven in a moment. You can say that I was, you know, that it was fake, but it was real to me that I felt something shift in my mind, in my heart that I can't ever deny where I began to become aware that God was real. He was in my life and I've never been the same. And so sometimes I wonder the people that doubt that there's something else out there. Maybe it's just they haven't experienced anything real or they've been around so many frauds who are trying to you know, sell something to them or like you know, they, they're just basing off of a hallucination that that's why they don't believe. I think there's like a split in that.
0: I'm, I've met people who have told me that uh, they've communicated with other beings or something like that. Like I had one guy who told me that he was a drug addict. He was wasting his life. And then one day he was in the woods and he felt a voice inside of him coming out, asking him, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And that was a profound spiritual experience where he became very, very Christian and then turned his life around, got off drugs, started working. And he was just like some punk rock dude. He, he kept to you know his love of punk rock, but he opened a business and he just totally got away from drugs. And he was like, I know you won't believe me when I say that it happened, but it doesn't matter. It happened to me. It's my experience. I can tell you what I experienced, and it's your choice if you want to believe it or not. And he was like, and I understand. Most people who hear that are going to say that's crazy. There's no way that happened. And he's like, but I'm telling you, a voice came from the center of my being telling me this. And I was like, I mean, I believe you. But there's two ways to explain it. You had a spiritual response because uh, an otherworldly being was telling you you're destroying your life, or you took too many drugs. Either way, it helped you. So it's a positive thing. I think you know, just kind of roll with it. And I'm, I'm not going to come out and rain on your parade and be like, no, you're wrong. You're crazy. I'm going to be like, hey, man. You're doing really well for yourself. You've, you've turned things around. Whatever it was, it worked and it helped you. Yeah,
4: I think we also need to realize that everything is energy, we're very energetic, and to think that it's only in the dimensions that we see it under, it's kind of naive, because there's a lot more happening that we don't even perceive, see, or feel, and there's even a lot of theories out there, and even official scientific studies that talked about how it could have been things like psychedelics, like mushrooms, that have propelled civilizations, that might have actually started religions, that might have actually... Uh, I don't know about that one. Uh, Do you have a specific reference that you're mentioning about? No, I'm just saying
0: people doing drugs, going crazy, and then...
4: Well, well, it depends. Well, we have meth, which is, you know... It depends what you also see as a drug, because, uh, again, people see psychedelics in in a scientific term not just as, you know, a, a drug that you take for fun... But there also have been a lot of medical studies recently that correlate a lot of significance when it comes to brain development and dealing with issues like PTSD and depression that have been very profound and very important when it comes to this kind of psychedelic space, which kind of, according to many people, merges this physical and spiritual world and lets people see this veil, whether good or not. And I think it's, I, and I think personally, my own personal opinion, there is something way bigger. There is something greater. There are entities that are good. There are entities that are bad. And I think I, I think that's something you know, that I why personally is it believe myself. Positive,
1: negative? Like that's one thing that yeah. I've, I've always questioned. And maybe you can help me with this. When you see people like claim to have experiences with spiritual beings, taking aside the totally kooky people who you're just going, you're grifting, you're trying to get money, or you're selling me something. Let's take mm-hmm. genuine experiences, whether it's on ayahuasca or it's like a Christian experience or even some sort of like a Buddhist experience. Let's take the spiritual. Usually, it's like kind of like the extreme where it's mm-hmm. like some. I encountered some being. And it either really freaked me the heck out, and it put me into a downward spiral, or A, my whole life changed for the positive. It's not just like, yo, yeah. so I was walking down, this being was like, I'm Carl, how, how, do you like uh, Mexican candy? And I was like, yeah, that stuff's yeah. pretty salty, but good, and we went our ways. It's always like some really extreme reaction, and their life changes yeah permanently, it, everyone who says where's, my life
0: changed. Where, where's, the, where's the being who appears and says, dude, you're listening to The Beatles again? That's overrated, dude. Put on Zeppelin. But you brought Way up better. A, you
4: brought up an important thing, the kind of extremes of it. And because of that, a lot of people paint these things as really good or really bad. And we need to find the middle ground here because you could have an experience that could be either or, and you need to understand them, not just label them and blame them for, for whatever's going on.
2: I have a story. I, I was a youth pastor for about like five years and I was doing like, you know, vocational ministry. And Elijah could relate to this too, is I remember this one time I was working on a Bible study uh, to teach on this particular night and uh, I had it all laid out. You know, I spent all night studying throughout the night cause I like to study throughout the night, you know? And uh, I was up till maybe like four in the morning. And then the next morning when I woke up, I had to walk down the street in order to go pick up one of the cars that was getting worked on at a mechanic shop, right? And uh, I remember walking down the street, and this random homeless guy just comes out of nowhere that I've never seen before, never met before in my entire life. And he walks up straight up to me, and he's like, so you believe in Jesus? This random guy. And I'm like, yeah, and he starts to say, why, why, why are you going to go and do what you're going to do tomorrow night? Because we were going to give a Bible study. We were going to feed people like free tacos, this and that. And he's like, why are you going to go there tomorrow night and do all those nice things for those people? Why are you going to feed them? Why are you going to be good to them? You think, you think that, that, that God really cares about that stuff? And I'm like, okay. And then out of nowhere, he starts to just straight up, he recited my, almost my entire Bible study entire Bible study to my face, everything I was going to teach on that following day starts blaspheming the teaching as if the guy was in my room the night before watching me study the entire night long. And when you take a look at demonic, you know, uh, entities and the way that they interact with people in the scripture is they always blaspheme Christ and they blaspheme anything that has anything to do with Christ. And a lot of people don't understand that, you know, in distant religions, they'll call them watchers, or or they'll call them, you know, the the ones that are always listening in. But people need to realize that whatever your interpretation is of it, is why does it always have to blaspheme God or blaspheme Christ? And I kind of want people to just think about that that are listening to this right now, because I find it interesting. Those are, I, and I could tell you guys some crazy stories, dude. We've had kids in the ministry, twelve year old twelve year old little kids, demon possessed out of their minds, eyes pitch black literally eyes pitch black. 12 year old little kid about maybe 92 pounds 95 pounds literally physically lifting up like pastors that probably weigh like 230 50 pounds like possessed That's kids possessed kids no. speaking i've spe- seen people possessed yeah. too i didn't believe until no, i speaking, saw it no speak, way. this yeah i'm dead serious this kid was like 12 years old was speaking in a grown man's voice speaking in spanish perfect spanish wasn't even hispanic Perfect Spanish. You saw that happen. Yeah, they were doing this. This kid was in my youth group crazy demon possessed out of his mind most americans believe in
1: angels and demons this is what yeah. i think i think like as we talk I need about the evidence man there's, but i'm saying there's a, there's a doubt in a lot of people when let's talk go to about Haiti, this, Tim. but a lot of people a lot of people believe in this and i think what's happened is is that when you go to when you go down to like some people could call it mental illness but we've really got to ask ourselves with the alien question you know it's so funny that like christians are always like you know oh there's no aliens but then they're telling everyone to believe in angels and demons and then you have these people who are like god's not real there's no angels and demons and they're like but there's aliens on the other right. planets It's like, well, it all really shows something in, it's interesting in the human condition and brain is that there's something in us, whether it's from conditioning or something in nature, to where we like feel like there's something else out there. A lot of America, I think it's more Americans than not believe in this. And so it's just an interesting thing to me is that these stories come out. The reason why they're even – they're publishing them is because they get clicked on. Right. And it's just like, but we can't prove them per se unless you were, like, maybe there with him specifically. So it's like, I don't, I don't know what we can do here.
0: It's trust. I remember when I, was, uh, when I was, like, 19, I was talking to this religious guy. So I grew up Catholic, and then I left when I was a kid. Did and you? Then, yeah. You didn't know that? No. I didn't know that either. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Catholic school. And then ah. – uh, but I w- – once I was a teenager, it was, like, out the window. Yeah. Really, really atheist. And then I met a guy – And he asked me, he was like, you know, we were talking about religion. And then he said, how do you know you're breathing? What are you you breathing right now? And I was like, air. And he's like, yeah, yeah. But like, what is it? And I was like, combination of gases, carbon dioxide, nitrogen, oxygen, mostly nitrogen. He's like, oh, yeah, crazy. How How do you know that? And I was like, I learned it in school. And he was like, but like, did someone in school tell it to you? And I was like, oh, my teacher brought it up. We read it in a book. And He goes, oh, you read it in a book. You believe that book. And I was like, yeah, I do. And he was like, I read in a book that Jesus is a son of God and that he came, you know, died for our sins and all that stuff. Is is, is my book wrong and your book right? And then I sort of laughed and I was like, I get your point. And the, his point was, while there, you, I think there's l- legitimate and valid reasons to trust science and why I will look at a science book and talk about, you know, elements and all that stuff. People have people in their lives they trust. They have experiences they've seen and things they trust and they believe it. You haven't experienced what they experience, so you think something different. How do you know they're wrong unless you can prove a negative, which you can't do? So it becomes very difficult. His ultimate point was like, look, man, there are a lot of people that read this book I told them these things and had people tell them that it was true. And they believe that they believe it. They've experienced that. The experts told them you think the experts tell you. But he's like, when did you pull up an electron microscope and look at that oxygen, that that, that molecule, that atom? And I was like, I never did. And he's like, well, shouldn't you? If you want to believe in it and you want to claim you need to see the evidence, when was the last time anybody who claims to believe in science actually did the experiment to prove it to themselves? They didn't. So before you start talking about how you think someone else is wrong because of their religion, the first thing you can do is actually do the experiments to track radio waves. And you can do it. You absolutely can do it. But people don't do it as the point. So this guy wasn't like a religious elder or anything. He's making a point about philosophy and how you've got a lot of people who think they're smarter than other people. And it could be a religious person. Who thinks they're smarter than those who deny the religion and say, oh, you just don't know what you're talking about. And you've got these people who say, oh, no, you're crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm smarter. When in reality, it's just people who they trust, what they believe, what they've experienced. And sometimes you can't change that. It's crazy, though. And it, it really, you know, helped shape my view of everything. Like... You know, this guy was pretty religious, but he was making his point.
1: Because science is incomplete. And I think that that's where, with all these views, when you read stories about aliens, where people come into this, is I feel like this, the question of aliens is actually more philosophy and spiritual than it is a scientific question. A lot of people talk about science like it's a religion, you know, like, do you believe in, in this? And they don't realize that the science is, is so limited in the fact that it's just testing the physical world to, you know, through hypotheses to create theories. And I think that people look at scientists and bureaucrats today, like the bureaucrats are like the, the priests or like the gods, and the scientists are somehow like like the theologians studying and predicting well, the world
0: specifically right now with the left saying the right doesn't believe in science while they literally ignore the lockdown science and ignore the world health organization. They selectively choose what science they support and what they oppose.
1: I'm like, I have a degree in science. What do you have? And I ask people that, I mean, it's not that extensive, but it's like, to be honest, it's like, I can tell you that it's genuinely a very limited thing, but science today isn't even science. It's just predictive programming of like, well, whatever they want you to believe in science. Today is
0: very political.
1: Yeah, but and I'm it's just saying political
0: for a long time. And, and that's
1: and that's the left who have been I, So I used
0: to work for environmental nonprofits. And the left was always complaining about researchers that were paid off by, you know, major corporations. That's what they've been. Oh, those those scientists do that study. Well, they were paid off by big oil. And I'm like, OK, like, well, so that you don't believe the science. Is that report wrong for your political reason? That's why I've always been like, yeah, these the people just want power. They'll claim the science is on their side if it supports what they want. Mm-hmm. That's just about it. We got to go to Super Chats if we because we have not already so if you haven't smash the like button share subscribe all that good stuff and uh we're gonna go into super chats so thanks for hanging out everybody we do the show monday through friday live at 8 p.m let's see what people are saying we got uh first super chat of the day jonathan Galtarini says i just want to say i love you and be nice to your co-stars i'll try (laughs) luke yeah you son of a gun son of a gun (laughs) dj zeno says the tree of liberty is thirsty tim yikes no bipartisan banking schemes. We choose peace, love, and freedom. Let's see. Flimsy Fox, the big ol' super chat, says, Hey, Tim, uh, they say that they're a gay, furry leftist oh. who supports Trump <laughs> and actually support... <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not kidding. Flimsy Fox says they support Donald uh, Democrat policies, but left the left <laughs> as soon as, quote, soy boys started playing dirty and starting riots. I mean, look. Welcome. There are a lot of people who left the left for these reasons. There are a lot of people who supported Trump who are actually populists, but... We'll choose to support Trump over the establishment because establishment won't deliver the furry, furry gaze. So let's see. Uh, Colin P says, did you catch in the Trump phone call that the Georgia Secretary of State said their comparison between Dominion voting machines and their hand retally were virtually the same? Was that poor word choice? Is there something here? Well, it's they're not the same. You know, that's the issue. Logan Orr says, for the love of God, Tim, I'm begging you to stop pretending you know how the military rank structure works. You're amazing at making non ncos sound like mindless NPCs. Wow, Why, what did, what, did what did I say that made uh, non-NCOs? So just commissioned officers? officers? Yeah. Well, it says non-NCOs, know, so non-non-commissioned yeah. officers? I think it was when you are talking about the National Guard and the coup. So I actually lived on a military base, and uh, uh, I lived outside of one. Yeah, I call it. And that's what my experience is based on. So actually having a military family, living on, in base housing with my sister, and then living outside of, uh, just, just outside of Fort Eustis and Newport News, when my brother was in the Army, and I, we hung out, with these, hung out with these people all the time. And that's what my opinion is based off of. So it's not like it's, a, it's an opinion based on the entirety of the military. But it's at least based on my experience with the people who were there on those bases. Let's see. Jake Dog says Elijah should have brought his puppy. And Sydney.
1: Yeah, <laughs> You got a dog? You bring your dog? What do you and Sydney's my neighbor. <laughs> oh, okay. Bring
0: your neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> bring your neighbor.
1: <laughs> hey, party.
0: Sure, why not? We have Carl Flynn says,
1: Tim, I ran
0: out of characters the other day. Carl Casarda made international headlines back in 2018 after YouTube's gun content bans. He isn't really political beyond being pro First and Second Amendment. My uh, might be of interest to you. Is he the dude who does the Slingshot Channel? Is that him, or is that somebody else? I look him up. I don't know. But that'd be cool to get the. I've slingshot never known guy of a on. Slingshot Channel. Well, no. so so he was doing. I, I I disagreed with him. He wanted to do a YouTube Union, and then oh, yeah, I was yeah. like, I, mean, I remember hearing about that terrible idea. I totally disagree with it, and I wouldn't want to be involved in anything like that. And I'm really, I really, really don't like the idea of a system like that. I'm not a fan of unions. I'm a fan of collective bargaining. I'm a fan of getting everyone together and then making demands. I'm not a fan of organizing a, a legitimate union structure for YouTube because then yeah. you get corruption, politics, garbage, mm-hmm. and then you can't just work by yourself. And then what will happen is, because I've worked inside, I've been in several unions before. I see how the, how the dirty politics plays and I see how the people get their benefits. And then I see how it hinders and hurts the people who are at the bottom, struggling to, to to stay afloat? So, I'm not a fan. I don't know. Why I, that, I I I don't think that's the same guy. I'm just bringing it up. I'm not a fan of that for whatever.
1: My name's right, Tim, and I don't like unions. That's right.
0: <laughs> and I said that during during Occupy Wall Street, they had this panel at the um some broadcasting center or whatever, and so they had a bunch of Occupy people, and then some dude stands up, and so it's like, you guys all talk about this, but none of you will call it union corruption. And I was like, I can't stand unions. And then everyone was like, Oh like what but you're Occupy Wall Street and I was like no I love collective bargaining I love it when the workers rise up and say you can't treat us this way and they can they have their right to negotiate but unions have become something totally different Mm. and I've been in them and my family my family members have been in them and that's where my experience come from so I've seen too much corruption to support that kind of stuff (coughs) let's see uh, goat roofer says that was a female proud boy supporter who pulled the female Antifa hair it was a woman I thought it was a dude well I must be wrong that's you know genders so, exist yeah, yeah. so a female true. proud boy true, huh? female
1: proud boy supporter you, why don't you ask them what they identified by during that moment <laughs> yeah i think that's a good idea <laughs> all right
0: let's see justin bookman says the storied writers of this election are copying a podcast called terms i've been hearing some rumors of a trucker protest against deliveries to dc it's hard to get guys to go there now high lids unlike some beanie wary wearer i acknowledge you're here <laughs> thanks <for laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> when people watch your show and, and insult you, oh yeah, of course, I mean, so I totally. We well, really I, cool. I actually seek out the condescending and insulting ones as well. You know, what's They're the best. worst
1: thing someone said about you on a on a comment you accidentally read? Oh shoot. Accidentally read, or did you I read them on purpose? Read it. But, well, I mean, like, yeah. did something come out where you are like, oh shoot, that was like totally not, violated yeah. the guidelines? Yeah. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So you ever people, see that
1: where you read it and you go, oh I can't read that out loud. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll stop halfway. <laughs> yep,
0: but like, that. no, no, no. Like when we have guests, like I'll see something and it's like, oh wow, that person's mean. I'm gonna read it. Like, what's the point? Creative like, writers, they're like, I, put them on blast. No, but like, if people are going to comment things disparagingly in like super chat, do I just be like, well, I refuse to things, say, say things that are mean to me. No, I'll read it. I'll, 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 I'll read whatever. If I see the comment and then I'm looking through it and I read it, just don't break the rules. <laughs> Carl Flynn says, fellas, Sean Parnell just pointed this out the other day. Military service members swearing oath to the Constitution, not any individual. Okay. So will they defend the Constitution?
1: Isn't that what we said?
0: We still have a constitution? Oh,
1: do we? I mean, we used to. <laughs> Can someone enlighten me what that is? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard of it
0: recently. All right, let's see. Matt Ellie says, Make good decisions in these trying times. Move into the mountains, buy a gun, tame a skinwalker.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: What, is, mm-hmm. what, is, what is that? Skinwalkers
2: like, from like our first episode. Oh, yeah, the Navajo yeah. skinwalkers.
0: That's right.
1: Oh, I thought that was like a wife or something.
0: Oh, here we go. You guys ready? Z-Dub oh, says, Similarities between the rise of Julius Caesar and Trump. Julius was called to answer for crimes for the invasion of German lands. It was either jail or death or fight. I would argue Trump has more support than Julius. That's what I've been saying, man. You've got this. They've ramped up the criminal probe into Trump in New York using bringing in financial forensic analysts. They're going to. I don't think Biden or the federal government will go after Trump because they got that. Like, oh, we want to arrest you. You don't arrest us. But there's a bunch of state level zealots who are like, we're going to arrest Trump and lock him up. And Trump knows it. They're not just going after him. It's a Trump organization. They're going to go after his business, his legacy, and his family.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Does Trump just say,
1: well, it was a good run, and I'm going to go to prison now and just leave the
0: White House? Or does he go, no, no, I'm not leaving. You are not locking anybody up. We
1: won. And stay. Oh, Trump gets Trump gets arrested for something that's, that's not even provable. That's a war, yeah. honestly. It's an act of war. To after I he leaves office? I think if they arrested for something that they can't prove is, is worthy of it, like they oh, find but, him for some but come on, Mitch like, I think some people would, would, would the, react. The, the, the media has put out Russia. years of garbage about Russia. They'll just say it's true. Drug lords can get broken out of jail by their cartels. Yeah. I mean there's loyalty is, is yeah. something you shouldn't doubt. From your
4: guys' experience covering uh recent yeah. protests, what do you think is going to happen in D C on the sixth?
3: Oh,
1: uh well, it depends how many Trump supporters show up. I mean, honestly, speaking, if, if it's if it's like above a 100,000 or 200,000, which I'm assuming it'll probably be, um, it's going to be way more than that. Well, that's what I'm ju- I'm just saying, like just putting the estimates from the last one that they said, oh, there was a couple hundred thousand or so. Uh, I mean, realistically speaking, it depends on to what extent what groups and instigators. I'm more worried about false flags. I think that there could be people that could be sent in to cause mayhem. I mean, the fact that people keep saying and prepping, no, there's going to be violence. There's no, going to be hold, violence. Hold on, hold on. If someone tried false flagging a
0: Trump supporter... I don't think it would have the reaction you'd think it would. So typically we think of false flags like you fly the flag of your enemy to make them look bad, to make them seem like the bad guys or whatever. But I think if someone tried doing that to Trump supporters, it'd probably not have the intended consequences. Like it it would not make Trump supporters go, oh, no, Trump is bad. Uh, What have they done? We can't support this. It's going to make people be like, well,
1: people have finally snapped. Like I don't, I don't think it's gonna. I don't think you'll get the, the reaction people would expect. But can it make history change? Just like Wikipedia, you know, comes in and calls everybody some alt right person, even if there's not the evidence based off of somebody else's misgivings Just and opinions. mischaracterization. is Wikipedia is to rewrite is an his- aggregator no. But I'm saying, isn't yeah. this isn't this their whole point to rewrite history? So at the very end, they can rewrite what the last gathering of Trump supporters to teach future generations that these were bad people.
0: Maybe, but so uh, look, I don't know what's gonna happen. But has Trump ever called for people to show up to one of his protests before? I have not seen that in the years working in what the of, what about, industry. What about the mother of all rallies? Trump didn't endorse
1: that or anything, did he? Not the last couple of them. No. Did he ever? When was the last time a president called for a protest?
0: On the vote count day. No, he didn't
1: call for a protest, technically, right? He called for us to meet at right. a certain point. So, like, that's a very. Well, he said there's going to be a protest to be there.
2: It'll be wild. Wild.
1: Yeah. You didn't call for the protest he said to meet somewhere where there is something going on. And he said there was on. already going to be a protest. Correct. So, like, he. But the point is, yeah. with Some last month.
0: When there are estimates of 100 to 200 K throughout D.C., uh, Trump didn't say be here in D.C. He didn't call for supporters to arrive when it came to Trump's inauguration. And not that many people showed up relative to say Obama. It's because they didn't need to. He won. They're watching online at home. Trump has now said several times, be there. Mm -hmm. Trump supporters
1: are going to show up. Have you heard of the Next News Network? Yeah, of course. Okay, that's you know. what I... I just want to bring up a point here is like the Next News Network is a, a YouTube show. No, people haven't heard of Gary it. Gary French. But yeah, I've
4: known him yeah, for years. Like yeah, good, good guy. Years.
1: But like that has like 2 million subscribers and it's been going up. And then like Blaze, we've always been from Blaze TV. We've always been like a, a paywall content site we just started working on our YouTube. It got like well over like 1.3 million in one year. The point being is like these Trump people that are following the populist movement and what's going on. Like, I mean, look at your channels, how much they've blown up. My point being is protests aside, only so many people can physically travel. If you look at the rise of like free thinking and independent channels that look out for the populist, whether it's left libertarian or Gary Franchi or Blaze TV, more like center right people who love America, these channels are exploding in growth, which shows that not only are we gaining power and access to information, but I think that this is just like the beginning of a new movement, like we saw it growing. And I think now that we have, like, how can we get so many people there? It's because the influence of so many free thinking people has gotten to the point where the information disseminates outside of the normal barriers of, of, of big tech and the establishment media. I mean, I'm, I'm really excited for what this begins, right? This is a good start to 2021 if you're a populist person.
0: Right on. Paul Luckett says, the thing about soldiers just taking orders and never asking questions is total BS. People like Jocko Willink, a former Navy SEAL, SEAL, task unit commander, talk about that a lot. Go listen to his stuff. The issue is, I think people have a movie-esque view of what this means. Like I said, what happens if some guy says, hey guys, we're going to need you to go and lock down this bridge. There's a threat. We got a bunch of people coming in. So nobody should be going across. You know, this one's going to be shut down. All right. Sounds good. No one's going to defy that order. They're going to be like, "Sounds good. Yeah. We're going to go stand guard and protect a, protect a bridge." That's not obscene. It's not absurd. But what if that is a you know key junction point for some kind of political you know yeah. politician or whatever? And your the point is, in Turkey there was a coup attempt. I'm doing air quotes where a bunch of soldiers shut up to the bridge, standing around, and then a helicopter started firing at him. It was a crazy moment. And then Erdogan of Turkey said, "Oh, it's a coup attempt. They're trying to you know to shut down the government, and steal power from the people." And then the regular people ran up and started beating the crap out of the soldiers who were there. Mm-hmm. And what I, was, what I was told at the time, and there's probably been further reporting on it, is the soldiers were just low-ranking dudes who were told, hey, go guard the bridge. And they said, you got it. They said, there might be a terror attack. You got it. And they showed up. And then on the media, they said, it's a coup attempt. And so the regular people went and just started dragging the soldiers to the street being beaten.
4: Yep. For that person, I have a two-word response. Pat Tillman.
0: What, what was, I, I know the Pat story. Pat Tillman but, was but the a, friendly fire
4: right. incident of uh, Afghanistan. Uh, NFL professional player that literally went and joined to fight the war on terror, and the government covered up and lied what actually happened to him. There's a lot of his family members that are calling out at the foul practices that led up to his unfortunate death that happened because of friendly fire mm. and not because of what the government's official story was.
0: This is interesting. Josh Bushnell says, how far apart are we to be to buy or sell? Six feet apart, like this, 6-6-6. Revelation 13, 18, this calls for wisdom. Let the one who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 666. Interesting. We'll see. Let's see. Johann Oldman says, money in your bank account is just the sum total of all the transactions that have happened on your account. The bank that was closed was probably found out for invalid accounting. Perhaps. I think the guy was losing his job, and he was like, I don't care, whatever. Mm -hmm. All right, let's see. What do we got here? Some more Super Chats. Joe MK2 says, Communism originated from the occult. China Unscripted did a great episode last week on it. The devil is in the details. Interesting. Really? I didn't know that. I gotta watch that video. Okay, here we go. Ray Hummer says, Wet wipes are actually very bad for any septic system, whether it be in city or rural... I think he says rule. It says rule. Even if they are biodegradable, do not flush them. Personally, cost me $600 in my septic system. Yes. Damn. You, you, people don't, you, you city folk don't get it. You know, you got a, a plumbing system. You live out in the country. And you got a septic system. Oh, you better stop people from flushing, you know, dirty garbage. You got you an RV. It. You got even more problems. Oh, yeah, because then mm. you're carrying it around. <laughs> yeah. That's the funny thing about getting an RV. It's like all of that poop just sits right there in your possession until you you know find a way to get rid of it. Bakes. In your possession.
3: Gross. Thank you. All
0: right. Let's see what we got. Ben Schwen says, PM me if you want to talk to someone that knows exactly how the online financial system works. I'm a dev that spent four years building software for the biggest processor in the U.S. It's way more complex than you think. The Fed sees every exchange. Interesting. Grim Pickens says, speaking of movie propaganda, ever notice that the Decepticons, aka the bad guys, were all military vehicles and a cop car? Hmm. (gasps) Wayne Oman says... Marvel Civil War. If you were pro Captain America, you believe in freedom. If you are Team Iron Man, you are pro lockdown. You yep.
4: like you liked Iron Man. I liked Captain America. What are you I remember about? that distinctly. No, I, we're, we're what are you marvels. About? You're like I'm a Captain. I'd never mm-hmm. said that. Well, um,
0: it was like a couple years ago you're are you wrong. sure you're yeah like, you're wrong. iron
4: man's the best and i was like nope captain america is because he believes in freedom. there's no
0: way the milk we had a whole argument about Tim this. joined he the team of iron man.
4: man you liked iron man i remember <laughs> distinctively you being on team
0: iron man. you're wrong Maybe. That's, that's ridiculous i could be i don't
4: know I'm not I, was, I was i was i was i was
0: sitting there probably you know bloviating or philosophizing on like the merits of either argument probably I didn't support when those movies kind I wasn't like, yeah, go Iron Man, corporatist, industrialist, telling everyone to bow to the government. Woohoo, yeah, that's exactly what I'm all about. I just huh?
4: remember distinctively being like, okay, I'm Captain America, you're Iron Man. We so were being you very just facetious. made it up. You no, but we had a conversation about this too. <laughs> and I remember you making some arguments and points, specifically arguing for Iron Man.
3: You guys have been friends with Right.
0: Long. Yeah. yeah. I, yep. But I didn't. I, w- I was saying there are pros and cons to th- there's pros and cons to authoritarianism. And I was like, Nah, man, uh, Captain America is way
4: better, and he's cooler, and he's fighting for America, even though the actor's going out and saying right. a lot of crazy That's stuff. That's what right it's really now.
0: about. It. I was like, Actually, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. is pretty cool, but Chris Evans kind of lost the plot. Yeah. And you were like, No way, man. So no, I don't know. No, no, no. And I was like, Luke, what happened? <laughs> what happened to you, man? All right. Let's see, Joe Harris says you brought up music and the message in the song. Have you listened to Tom McDonald? He's an independent artist, raps about really controversial topics, highly suggest People So Stupid, and No Lives Matter, and White Boy. Yes. Tom (laughs) McDonald's amazing. I listen to a ton of his stuff. He's got great videos, too. Really, really, really really awesome stuff. Yeah, for sure. Brewmaster Monk says, I'm almost too stoned for this conversation. (laughs) Well, apparently not, not not too stoned. Not stoned enough. Here we go. Celtic Rees says, Revelation 12, verse 1 and 2 occurred September 23rd, 24th, 2017. Please look into this. You want to look that up, Luke? Say that again. Revelation 12, verse 1 and 2. And then he says it happened in September of 2017. Let's see what they say. Hmm. All right, let's see. We just got a big YouTube jump of super chats. Johnny Buns says, Tim, I'm looking at the U.S. government throw the dollar down the drain. So I took my nest egg and invested in it. By 2028, I'm going to make a great return on my Rosetta Stone stock. That's right, Mandarin. (laughs) Mandarin. Or you can, I don't know what the legality is for foreign exchange, uh, but uh, you can buy Chinese yuan, I guess. Although I wouldn't really actually recommend any of that. Red Red Onk says, I'm a gorilla. Love yourself. The the Sweet. the slogan is uh, about the
4: woman of the apocalypse. I don't know if you want me to read it. Uh, but just give me the gist of it. The text describes a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and upon her head a crown of 12 stars. That's That's that, what, did that happen? Um, Who was it? The, it says, the woman is pregnant and about to give birth, traveling in birth, and pained to be delivered. Huh. That's what came up. Someone
0: said, Tim, Assange posted bail, exclamation point. Is that true? Is he out? Is he free? Is well, he I know the United States'
4: government is challenging the decision this morning, but, but they, I don't know if he's... But they could
0: still grant him bail, and he can, for the first time in his life, walk around outside, I guess. And then, or for the first time in the past yeah, decade. I mean, Mexico is
4: consider, considering giving him asylum.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Eric Douglas says, great Trump impression, Tim. I wasn't even trying to really do a Trump impression. I was just giving you a light one. Uh, Publius says, do you think Trump would invite a bunch of people to D.C. to watch him lose? Also, Elijah, is Sydney looking for citizenship?
1: (laughs) Sydney's a dual (laughs) citizen. She's a, she already, sorry, but she is single. Oh, oh, a YouTuber. Sydney Watson. Yeah, 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 yeah. You should have her on. Uh, She's American. I think I invited her on. Wow. She's I just really good. I'm I ever on everyone. my show all the time and she's people always go, why don't I even watch him? She's better, which is true, but there you go. <laughs>
3: okay. Way to sell it. Elijah
1: Zepeda says, can you talk more about demonology and how do you think it relates to psychedelics? Ooh. Oh, I could do that. Well, yeah. Give, give, us a, give us a minute or two. Give us a riff. All right. Well, demonology is something that's not really talked about a lot in the Bible. There's not a lot you know, specifically, you know, played on it, but there is something interesting is that, you know, there's a word used that for witchcraft, that's called like pharmakia or pharmacology. And it's not talking about, you know, for instance, there's a point in the new Testament where they talk about using alcohol or different things for sickness. This is, and it's being okay for believers. It's not talking about, you know, people taking Advil or like just a normal pharmacy. It means there was like, there was a combination between a lot of like witch doctors and witchcraft and actually psychedelics, um, and connected to people who were like following the devil and darkness uh, in the bible and so it's kind of interesting that one of the one of the forbidden realms for christians was like to not engage in this pharmacology of this abuse of substances that translucate your mind because it actually can put you under the influence of the enemy and i think the question that i would ask myself that would not just with demonology but to argue the point of people who are pro psychedelic something does switch in your brain and that's why even when we talk about the story of Adam and Eve and awakening to a new reality, people always talk about there being an apple, even though the Bible never talks about that. And even if you don't believe in the Bible, you think it's an allegory. Like, there is something in our brains that can wake up, and there, is, there are substances that can change our brain to think differently. And I do think that it's interesting that a lot of people who do these substances either see beings of light or beings of darkness. And a lot of times, people who describe demons who don't use psychedelics describe the demons or the angels the same way that people on psychedelics... Describe their interactions. So there's that that common sense. And there's my two minute spew. Right on. Silently in Atlanta says Big difference between science versus truth. What
0: if people couldn't bluntly share prophecy? They'd use poetic language to warn you. Because what if someone powerful is listening? Here's homework watch the star, Twilight Zone, science meets religion. I will put it on literally once we finish this show. I love the Twilight Zone. That oh, sounds like too. a lot of fun. LKA L- Waruto says, God is the ultimate scientist. Change my mind. I think the angels and demons are in another dimension, but here among us on the
1: other side of the veil. But I also believe demons only have power if we give it. Interesting. I think someone thought we were talking about Sidney Powell. Sidney, I saw a comment. Sidney (laughs) Powell? I'm (laughs) not, I don't think anyone's trying to date Sidney Powell. We need Lynn Wood Wood up in here (laughs) to talk about
0: demonology, dude. Mm. (laughs) Convincing Reality says, the clear reason drugs would cause similar hallucinations in people is because we all share the same human brains. Instinct instinct, and basic cultural norms. Seeing any perceived unknown as good or bad is necessary as we are wired to react in terms of survival. The other important thing to realize is that if a culture or, a, you know, a culture doesn't have a concept for a word, you literally can't translate it or describe it to someone. Like, there, there are uh, instances, I'm sure if, if any of you have ever worked with someone who's bilingual, where... They'll be talking about something, and they'll say, there's a word, and they'll say it, and they'll be like, I don't really know how to, how to describe it in English. But it's Let like, me try. Yeah, but it's like yeah. this. But it's not the same, necessarily. Like, they're, they have, you know, the, the call of the void, I think it is. Yes. In French. The feeling you get when you're standing atop a high location, you have the urge to jump down. Lots of words like that. There's words for, like, specific feelings. There's one word in, like, an African culture that describes the feeling you have when you're in love with, uh, when, when, when a man loves a woman. But she loves a different man instead, and so he's both jealous, angry, and, you know, depressed at the same time. Yeah. And that's, like, one small word to explain that whole phenomenon. Yeah, mm. Like like kurva, which is a word that... You describes- can't say that.
4: Yes, I can. <laughs> you yes,
2: can.
3: can. This, this is YouTube. It's, it's, it's English
4: English YouTube. So it's technically, you know... Yeah,
3: it's fine, right? It's
4: family-friendly, or, or kurde. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's another one of them, um, and, and again, this is why I have a lot of brain farts because I originally was speaking, speaking Polish. Polish, and uh, it it's it flips sometimes. It's is weird. there
0: is there is there a non offensive word in Polish that doesn't translate to English very well?
4: Um, I got to think of one. Do you uh, have a Polish depends. name? Yeah. yeah what right, is it? Yeah. Uh, it's a Secret. It's a secret. I can't tell you. If you don't if dox you, me if, you, if, like if
0: people <laughs> found out Luke's real don't, name, don't
4: you shush. If they found uh, out his change re- of topic. if the they found his real name awesome, <laughs> isn't and they Google
1: searched
0: it, they'd figure out where he used to work and what he's actually involved oh, in. Oh, you shush. Does anybody <laughs> want his address? Does anybody want his address? No, you can look up Luke Rodkowski and you'll find you'll find nothing. It's true. You'll find you'll you'll find all of it. I've been deep Isn't that Wikipedia. cool? You, you
1: can change your name and then just change your identity, and it's actually true. You really can. No. Yeah. Can. Luke found yeah.
0: out. Luke's real name?
2: People would be like, no way. Can we change the topic here? (laughs) (laughs) It's going to trend now. Yep. (laughs) People are going to try and figure it out. They'll they'll never never find it. Nope, they never will. They
0: won't. DK says, Consider taking some psychedelics, Tim. It really open up your mind and expand your perspective on everything. You do mental gymnastics to explain the unexplainable. There's more to life than what we see. Perhaps, or maybe... Luke can talk about that and I can
1: have there's gonna be so many
4: conspiracies about me now just because of what you said before there's already a bunch of crazy ones Luke changed his name
1: and he has some special knowledge about psychedelics unlocking something he may even have some in his pocket right now.
4: (laughs) (laughs) well when it comes to psychedelics I urge people to please do your own research it's not for everyone it really has to be something that you truly feel very strongly about and it's a personal decision that you should make for yourself and not be influenced by anyone
0: else clearly we're talking about only in the states that have decriminalized of course. Because I think Colorado did recently, right, right?
1: I think it's psilocybin yeah. it's, yeah. it's decriminalized in California, California as well. I'm pretty sure for like Mexico.
0: And I think there's even been some so development make sure in Mexico. You are following all applicable laws. Yep. Void where yeah. prohibited.
4: <laughs> yeah, just check out the scientific studies, especially when it comes to these
0: uh, instances. The grand story says the revelations thing is related to a star sign. It matched an exact uh, it matched an exact yes. and one-time cosmic event involving stars, planets, and moon in 2017.
3: That's what that person was talking about. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I found it.
0: Abel Garcia says, Tim, I have a question for Elijah. Elijah, I know you're probably busy at the moment, especially with the sixth coming up,
1: but when could we have a second interview? This is Abel Garcia from episode 38. Do you know Abel Garcia is somebody who went through full transition in surgery and then decided that they felt like they were brainwashed and pressed into getting the full surgery and like made to accept their gender difference and they wanted to uh reverse it all and then end up getting rejected by the trans community and the gay community oh, yeah. in california and it's like such a it was such a it's like sorry that's a whole other conversation but that's like absolutely mind-boggling yeah. wow. i think think that abel has my phone number you can text me so kale
0: exile says on the demon stuff check out a book called spirit of the rainforest about an indian tribe in the amazon Ooh. interesting let's see uh Jay mill says future guests david barton Amazing historian, Viva Frey and Robert Barnes, incredible legal discussions. The problem with uh, Viva Frey and Barnes is that uh, Frey is in Canada, I believe.
3: Yes. Ah.
0: What is that? Stink bug. Ah. It's the devil. (laughs) He's attacking us. That (laughs) thing is over here. It's the Antichrist. (laughs) He landed on me. It's just just a stink bug. I like stink bugs, though. They're really clumsy and dumb.
1: That's what CIA wants you to think.
3: (laughs) (laughs) They're (laughs) actually little cameras flying around the house. They use
0: dolphins (laughs) to minimize Chinese They're the
1: bourgeoisie. All
0: right, let's see. John 117 says, If you want something epic to look forward to at the end of time, Satan will assume the form of a seven-headed red dragon and be slain by Jesus. Is that true?
3: Lots of symbology
0: there. Is that is that is that true? It's is it symb- symbolic in Revelation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is it? But what if it's literal? Like, what if literally, you know... I'm not going to name anybody, but some like elite, you know, wealthy industrialist just goes like raw and his head, splits into seven. <laughs> and then like literally a dude stereotypically looking like Jesus pulls out a sword. And I'd be
1: more likely to believe that's happening than than lockdowns are working. You know, that's a little more believable.
0: <laughs> I mean, well, you get a top world world health organization scientist saying we should avoid this. We can avoid this. You have to wonder why they're still doing it against the science. Like the, it, it doesn't make sense to
1: build us back better. Tim, you know that. Uh,
0: Yep, just like they're doing or, in Europe. Yeah. Tom up Gucci slipper says Elijah, pharmacia can also be applied to vaccines. The original and still used vaccine formula was from a fetus. Blood magic is strictly prohibited. Wow, Interesting. creepy. Brewmaster Monk says Luke is a Rothschild. <laughs> Oh, is that
3: true? How dare they, you? They, you couldn't insult. <laughs> you could say anything about
4: my hairline, my nose, my physical looks, but that that hurt me. The line. I'm offended and triggered, uh, triggered no, very sorry. much.
1: That's true. <laughs> that's such an interesting, like modern insults. Like yes, that's, oh, that's you're a harsh one. The
0: world. That's a bad one. Here, this is interesting. This is interesting. Chris says the staff and serpent first aid is the staff of Asclepius. His father was Apollo, and his mother was Coronis. The story was written by Ovid. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Coronis. I watched some really trippy, like, YouTube video years ago about, like, the snakes spiraling. And they were like,
2: doesn't it look like DNA, like a double helix? How did they know? Speaking mm-hmm. of mythology, did you guys see Wonder Woman 1984? Yes. 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 <laughs> it was absolutely Sadly. terrible.
0: Unfortunately. Yeah. unfortunately. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I say? It, no, well, look, it was a movie. Like... If You sit down, and the movie's playing, and you're just, like, kind of not really paying attention. It's just happening. Beautiful main character. Yeah. Yep. I mean, Galgano's great.
2: Uh, a wishing rock. It's, it's... Come on, dude. <laughs> yeah. no, but... A human wishing rock is yes. the main plot.
1: He was a good no, 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 actor. No. He was the only good actor. No, I love That's Pedro true. Pascal. Yeah, he's great. But, yeah. but this
2: was clearly,
0: uh, it was, they wanted to make Trump the villain, and they needed to figure out how to do it. And he has that famous line in the movie. Well, I say famous, but, like, he goes, I am a TV personality and respected businessman <laughs> and, then, and then the guy goes you're a fraud and a con man I am not I am not a con man it was like that's okay. pretty good oh. I get it I'll you be should it. have been an actor I sure. know right I was like I, I get it you guys they, they said they wanted the villain to be Donald Trump yeah okay. we
3: get it we get we it. it he was on the
0: TV Brave life is good but it can be better
1: Kate McKinnon also poor casting like she's really no she's, you, that was Kristen Wiig oh, Chris, Kristen Wig. Yeah. sorry they all are the same to me but I, Kristen Wiig, the that girl she's like goofy and she her whole first part made sense I was like oh she's that goofy girl yeah. and then all of a sudden we're supposed to take her as like some like serious like i'm not gonna ruin it for anyone but some like serious character i don't know typecasting didn't work you know there. no i'll tell you yeah, what happened you know you know
0: what happened with that movie they were like we have you know 20 different story points how do we connect them and oh. like, i don't know and so like eh we'll just we'll just well, film it and then we'll just make something up was it
2: justice league or <laughs> batman vs superman where wonder woman literally tells bruce wayne like oh, I went into hiding for like a hundred years after the events of the first Wonder Woman movie. And then all of a sudden she's back in 1984. Oh, like, and she's running flies. around in her, flying fly. in her
0: costume. Like, no, no, people no, no. can see her. Like, uh, uh, I'm, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it. I don't know if you care. <laughs> don't bother. There's, you're not, you're, yeah, you're there's a scene the I don't do in the trailer. There's a scene in the trailer where she lassos lightning and swings from lightning. Yeah. Right? Yes. Hold what? on. <laughs> but she can also fly. So it's like, why did that happen? Literally for no reason, just randomly for no reason at all. There's a scene where she's in the air and then she whips lightning, and you're like, "Okay." Was
1: I confused? But where did that gold costume come from? I don't know. Yeah. It just magically appears. It's like, oh, I face. just got gold, and you're like, from the sky. Well, uh, had it stored away is, in her apartment. Is, well, this yeah. is a little this is a little known fact <laughs> movie, about Wonder yeah. Woman. She
0: has the ability to uh, have gold spikes emerge from her bones and rip through her flesh, kind of like Wolverine, but yeah. all over her body, and it's. There was there was a deleted scene where a very grotesque sexy. gold is bursting from her face. Like, it's like it's like Cronenberg. <laughs> have you ever seen like The Fly or those old movies from the eighties? Yep, yep, yep. I'm kidding. It's a, it's like in the movie, <laughs> she's Makes just like floating sense. through the air, and then also of the next scene is she's wearing armor. It's like okay, like I have no she idea. I hard. think I
1: bet you there was a plot issue, and that was probably one of those movies. that was such a train wreck that they just started like cutting pieces of the film together, right. and we're like, all right, well, you get this. It's like the, they, the they, pandemic. They, Thank us. And they couldn't explain why cheetah was a cheetah. <laughs> It's just like all of a sudden she's an animal. On the about. graphics, they lost the budget like three fourths <laughs> through the movie, and they were like, yes. "All right, you, we got to use the budget, the budget uh, production house for this one," and it was like not even believable. I know it was like a yeah. cheat; it shouldn't be believable, but it was really bad.
0: It's too bad too because I think it's like really easy to have fixed the, what was wrong with that movie if you just like adjust certain things in certain places. But this is true; it's true for so many movies that come out. You know, I think they got ruined. I think COVID destroyed the movie. Like they earlier the year it was it was supposed to come out in June or whatever, and I think they probably were restricted on doing a bunch of things. They had to
1: do like, a bunch of reshoots in twenty nine. They did some yeah. reshoots in twenty nineteen. Whenever you see a movie, you have to do reshoots. You know, there's a problem from the very beginning. You're yeah, like, they watched
0: Whoa. it and they were like, "Wait, how did that happen? I don't know. It's like we just filmed it. Okay, did, who wrote the script? The sound was
1: perfect and the color correction was on point. And you're like, "Well, there's no story. Mm-hmm. It's just <laughs> like her the,
2: movements, like throughout the air, she's very like robotic, and it's just like, "Am I watching like Wonder Woman that was made? Like, actually, 30 years it really wasn't. Well,
3: I'll tell you this: yeah. Wonder Woman
0: 1984 has nothing to do with anything DC, and it's and people were saying they've stopped doing the whole universe thing. Because if you watch Wonder Woman 1984, you're like, Justice League makes no sense at all, it's just literally no sense. <laughs> it's sad, too. I was so excited for that movie, the trailer was awesome. And then the movie was just not...
2: I was happy that Chris Pine was coming back, and his character just literally meant nothing. The problem with this movie... So, spoiler alerts again. Okay, now that I've warned you about the
0: spoilers, (laughs) you've got this wishing stone, and when you wish for something, you get what you wish for, but it takes your most prized possession. And so that's just like the stupidest thing ever, because if you could wish whatever you wanted, you'd value it more than your most prized possession. Like, the plot was just dumb. And how about
1: this? Talk about, like, this forced diversity issue... Why did the guy ha- did anyone explain how he just had like a total, like full on Chinese kid or Asian kid and then that was he- not a mixed race kid? It was like full on, like some other ethnicity. I'm not sure. I'm not, yeah. I might sound racist saying it was a- Chinese, but I was like, he's like a white was- guy blonde hair and was like, hey son. And it was like some kid from like, What's that horror movie with the little Asian kid? And it was like he was just like standing there. It and wasn't, I was like,
0: It wasn't Chinese. I would, I would say maybe,
1: there was no resemblance. Maybe, maybe,
0: maybe
2: Vietnamese or Filipino, one of the
0: other. Yeah, maybe like yeah.
1: Filipino. But even then, I was going. I don't think Filipino. They were just like, we need an Asian maybe. in the movie.
2: No,
0: no, no, no. we need
1: yeah. an Asian in the movie. We'll get make this crying it kid. Would, that doesn't no, speak. but
0: like, uh, it's a, it's a weird thing actually, because like, I, I, I you, you notice it, right? Like Pedro Pascal is. Oh, he's 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 what he's he's, he's Hispanic or he's, he's yeah I don't know where he's he's from. like white Hispanic Look probably is right. what you yeah, would call him and so he's got a kid who's and I'm like I guess my immediate assumption was like he adopted a kid you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. so I weird. was I was thinking that he, like he found the kid like I was like, confused I thought, thought it was gonna be like those comedies where it's like wait a second you're not my son what are you was, doing in here
0: but the, the,
1: the kid had nothing to do with anything
0: it made no <laughs> sense There was no point no, that's what that. I'm
1: saying they were like oh we gotta get an Asian and they just like put him in the film so uh, that I there see. was diversity and it didn't ma- make and sense. it was
0: weird how like it would randomly show the kid just his face crying and I'm like what, what? does it have to do with anything He's just like joined the kid again and he's <laughs> crying again like what is this yeah
4: so much lazy subliminal propaganda in there I was like this is just I, it's just Donald not fun Trump was the villain though yeah he's
0: got like baby One Blonde hair, and he's like, I am a television man. personality and a respected businessman. You're a fraud in the con man. I am not a con
2: man. Yeah. I don't know, but the part I, don't, I just just the end where like he's used Pedro Pascal is like using like invisible wind to like, <laughs> to, like, to like to like keep Wonder Woman away. Like, this is the same person that could like take a headbutt from freaking Superman. Made no sense, and like wind, bro.
0: Yeah, no, but I, I love how it's like. The premise is that he has to, if people are touching him and make a wish, <laughs> then he can grant the wish, but take something from them. And so he's like, oh, the radio died. waves are touching people. They're like, yes, the radios are
1: touching people. That means I can use what? It yeah. makes no sense. And, and the best part. And then she was like, I am not talking to myself. I'm talking (laughs) and then it's like there's like some like lasso touching some guy's leg and he's in some super saiyan mode And then here's the best part like what was this about how like everyone just saw some person say something on TV They're like, oh my gosh, there's an above-average woman telling me to do something Hey, all right makes sense by mass compliance. I'm gonna do it right now and like everybody did and the best part about this is spoiler alert. Is like, did you notice when like things were reversing in the world and things were happening that like people's houses that got destroyed didn't like get fixed? Like, like, when the, like when the wall went back down, everyone's houses was still in rubble. So they're like, oh, cool, and everyone just forgets the whole world was about to blow up. And then like everyone's it's snowing, and then like people are happy again. And you're going, oh, this was definitely shot before COVID. That's all I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, it's this. it's you know,
0: I'm sorry, man, but if the plot of a movie is there's a rock that can grant literally any wish you want, <laughs> the and an exchange for your most prized possession. Why would the dude wish to be the Rock? That's that's the uh, spoiler alert. He goes, "I wish I was you," and then he, and then this the, it collapses, and then he gains the powers to grant wishes. It's like why why wouldn't you just wish to like you know like have magic powers? I guess I don't know. Yeah. like you, you could literally turn into a giant cheetah monster or cause the whole planet <laughs> to explode. You and you you couldn't wish for literally anything. You'd be like, "I wish I had all the powers of the Dreamstone, but for myself." Yeah. He's just like, no, I want to grant wishes for other people. It's like, it, that's why.
1: And they like, never really explained anything like where this came from. Now, by the way, this is a confession. Oh, I don't the evil, watch the I don't even watch any it. Marvel movies. This is the first Marvel movie it's I've seen Marvel in DC's, DC's, DC? DC. Okay, there you go. People are going to hate me. I don't okay, watch superhero you. movies in general. After the pandemic, I've watched even less movies. So this is my first reintroduction back into the superhero movies. Everyone keeps telling me, they're so good. You've got to watch them. They're amazing. I was like, all right, fine, fine, hey. fine. I'll go see 1984. <laughs> Maybe I have <laughs> I been making. The right decision, or am I just getting tricked here? Wonder Woman,
0: the first one was good. It was really yeah. good. Yeah. Should I go I watch it. the first one? Yeah, it's great. Okay. It's a World War One movie and it's it's it pretty cool. Sense. Like the scene where they're they're firing the rifles at her and she's got her shield and it's like she's mm-hmm. getting hit. I was like, that's cool.
3: Mm-hmm. But
0: this one was just like what? That's what you say, like every so often you're like a scene changes and then the story is just different. You're like, huh? They were like, release
1: this movie now. They're waiting until like the world was falling apart. They're like, people will just watch this because it's something like yeah, here I, you go. I think yeah. I think there were problems with it they couldn't fix because of covid i think that was that was probably have to reshoot some serious scenes for that movie well
0: they needed to connect things they needed simple explanations to connect things like wonder woman just magically having armor like it's like she's she's like standing there and she's like whips lightning and then the next scene is she's flying with golden wings and you're like what (laughs) like what's going on and then like and then kristen wig turns into a cheetah and you're like but why (laughs) why is she an animal now like it made no sense it like the movie defies those plot holes man yeah
1: i'm a. A feline, a feline, or you become what you hate the most? Like, she hated cats No, she, or something? she
0: wished to be like... Uh, no, she wished to be like uh, uh, Diana. And so then she basically gains god powers. Yeah, but
1: she was a cat, I was figuring, because she doesn't like cats?
0: No, no, she says, I wish I was like Diana. So then she gains Wonder Woman's powers. Mm-hmm. But then later on, he asks her again, and she goes, I want to be a predator. It's so like, you, don't, you don't get two wishes. Yeah. They, 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 they made that clear in the movie, you don't get two wishes. And then she turns into an animal. Like, Did she end up
1: dying or not? I couldn't figure that out. No, she, no, she, she renounced her,
0: her wish and turned so back So she just
1: home. got, like, massively electrocuted. She's like, that. by the way, I don't <laughs> encourage you to throw your cat into an electrocution, you know, chamber of water. Oh, oops. That's, but that's what water. happens. But like, yeah. it's just. I'm sorry, man. If the premise of
0: the movie is you can you can wish for literally anything you want, and they're like, "I wish I was powerful, but not quite powerful enough to be, defeat Wonder Woman." That th- why would you make that wish? Why wouldn't you be <laughs> like, "I wish I was completely undefeatable and ultimately, you know, had ultimate strength and power." I
1: wish I was bad CGI. Wish yeah. granted. Well, yeah.
2: Speaking of Hollywood, have you heard about the Civil War and Lucas Films? No. No, really. Oh. So Lucas Films. I'm not going to give a spoiler here, but. Oh, they, are you talking about The Mandalorian? They scene? Br- they brought back a particular white superhero and all the SJWs and Lucas films are absolutely pissed.
0: Well, just spoil like if you haven't if you haven't been following The Mandalorian, I mean this was like two episodes ago. Or I mean the episodes are out, so they should have seen it by now. So they brought Luke Skywalker back. Yep. That's the finale,
3: right? And there so- was just and the, outrage, and the revolt.
2: SJWs and Lucas Films are just not. I ha- mean, that guy Star Wars Theory on YouTube. One of the Lucas Films, uh, not an executive, but I think one of the like one of the creators that was involved with the Last Jedi, because uh, Star Wars Theory, for those that know his channel, he's he's huge, right? Uh, he gave his reaction on the episode, and he was crying because a lot of people were like, "This is this is a big moment for Star Wars fans, especially after the Last Jedi." And one of the Lucas Films creators criticized him on Twitter. Saying, Whoa. oh, you're not supposed to show your emotions, or uh, emotions are not to be shown. And then he completely, like, backtracked, and Lucasfilms even issued an apology, and the guy gave, like, this freaking, not even a full apology. It's like this whole drama. So, it's, like, so ridiculous. So, what I saw was that, uh, for those that aren't familiar, spoiler alert, oh, well, we already told you, Luke Skywalker
0: is in The Mandalorian, and apparently they're mad that he's a white male hero who returned, and they don't like that, but isn't The Mandalorian... Uh you know white male Pedro guess, Pascal. Yeah, I, I mean, guess that's he's him. Yeah, the same yeah. guy. The same yeah, guy. Pedro Pascal. <laughs> I
1: got bored from the Mandalorian like after four episodes. It was the same plot every right, episode, right. and yeah. it it gave me some reminiscence. And I'm finally coming to the conclusion, just like my conclusion about how you know the police aren't always good. Like Star Wars is definitely a super cool series when you get into it as a kid and no, you don't understand and you don't understand plot. But as you get older, you realize that it's exact. Example of Hollywood taking something that could be perfect and just causing more problems than is needed, like the, the plot holes, the storyline, sometimes the cheap CGI. It's like you almost feel like this movie could have been the best series in the history of the world, and it's always cool to watch. But it's like, what if the people who made Lord of the Rings, like Peter Jackson, made Star Wars like as a, a producer with Lucas or something? Then maybe we could have gotten something with a lot more depth of character, like movies well, that made look, sense. Like- Star
0: Wars was revolutionary. Mm. The first movie because this was the 70s and people hadn't seen space battles before and it was like it was like revolutions in CGI like a lightsaber how they were doing this stuff had never been done. So you're you're young or you know and you go to the movies and you're literally watching spaceships and you're like wow, man. So it, was, it people don't realize I think the movies were like years apart like 3 years like from Star Wars to Empire Strikes Back and then to like uh, Return of the Jedi. These were huge movies for the time that were revolutions in, in in movie technology. And that was it. And then that spawned merchandise, which made a ton of money. And it made a bunch of uh, uh, the extended universe books and stuff that explored the universe of Star Wars, which fans loved. And I don't know a whole lot about it, but I did play Knights of the Old Republic, which was a lot of fun. I love that game. That was years ago when I played that awesome game, by the way. So then it's just how do we make more money? prequels the prequels were okay i like them they're super corny episode
1: three was pretty cool i thought but
0: wait i just rewatched it and i was like wow this is the worst directing i have ever seen like it was just like bad soap uh soap opera drama just like any yeah just (laughs) like everything's overly dramatic and absurd (laughs) and i was like you know what i don't what i never really liked about revenge of the sith is how like anakin skywalker just they make him just break randomly there's no progression in his character to him becoming evil like there's a little bit stuff like in the previous movie he kills the women and the children or whatever and then you have in return of the sith i just watched it again because that line about when when obi-wan says my allegiance is to 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 the republic to democracy Mm -hmm. i was actually planning on you know doing that as a bit in one of my segments where i was talking about police i was going to be like you have these these cops who believe they're bringing, you know, peace, justice, and security to their new empire, <laughs> but their allegiance is supposed to be to the Republic, to democracy. And so I was like, I going to watch this movie again. And boy, is it just not, it's like the dialogue is bad. I like it. It's fun. It's fun watching Obi-Wan fight, you know, Anakin and all that stuff and, you know, whatever. But I think even with the Mandalorian right now, Star Wars was like, hey, we found something popular. Can we turn it into something more than that? And they're milking it for as much as they can the the sequel movies were just the worst garbage ever you know uh, um the force awakens was okay but it was basically a shot for shot remake of a new hope and then the last jedi was one of the worst movies i've ever seen in my life i wanted to leave the theater but i was like i can't it's star wars you know i need to like i need to watch it but man was that bad i fell asleep in episode 8 and stopped star wars there dude the what's the, what's what's the la- what's the, la- the, the the last no no what's the last like, of skywalker that was just so awful yeah. they're like the, the the emperor has returned Okay. Like jump cuts. Like, what? Yeah, right. <laughs> and I loved how they had to bring Carrie Fisher back, and so she gives these one-word non-answers because they can't because she died. You know, yeah. you know, with respect, rest in peace. But like they tried keeping her in the movie, and it was clear they had some old footage from the previous movie they were trying to somehow turn into mm-hmm. uh, her giving statements. But then she just doesn't say anything, and you know, furls her brow and then walks away.
1: Dude, it w- if the creators of star wars were forced to create a porno they would make it star job of the hut like that's how bad <laughs> that's how bad they are in my opinion it's like really like that's like every time i watch those movies it's like about to like get into it i'm like that's really what you've done here like i mean remember when like mace windu gets just like randomly thrown out of the window in episode yeah. three i'm going really like this is okay
0: Whatever. It's really, <laughs> what, you know what really so annoys goes. me? We just watched that movie, Greenland. You have, you guys heard of that one with, uh, Gerard Butler? Oh, wor- I
1: watched that. That was one of the worst movies. Yeah, right. I've seen it recently. It's idiot
0: plot. Like a movie that's, a movie's plot driven by the fact that the main characters are really dumb. I'm like, why would I watch that? I want to watch a movie that's driven by someone who's overcoming adversity or who's facing a challenge outside of their control and they're trying to overcome it. That's just me. That's just me. Maybe, yeah. maybe people like watching dumb
1: people fumble around and fall on their face. Do you need insulin? Not a fan. Do you need insulin? Tim, that was like the plot of the story. It was like a kid needs insulin when the world's ending and you're going, right. uh, what?
0: <laughs> okay. But then like they just show up and then they're let in like. Come on in. You didn't
1: need to do anything anyway. It just makes no sense. The creators of Wonder Woman 1984 would be like, I have an idea for a new movie starting <laughs> right. by Gerard Butler. We have half the time and half the budget to produce it. Let's green light it. You're you know like, what oh, we need? Nice. You know what
2: we need? We need a wishing rock. <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. We need a wishing <laughs> rock to make it bigger so it's a meteor and it comes down to earth. A wishing meteor.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's, you know, so with, with that movie particularly, the, the, you have all these movies that are predicated upon someone being dumb and then you're just watching someone be dumb and then deal with the mistakes of being dumb like why would i want to watch that as a form of entertainment mm-hmm. like I, why, why couldn't they have made that movie you know so the whole plot well i don't want to spoil it that movie just
1: came out didn't it greenland yeah not i just sure. watched I it. i'm not going it. to spoil it either it just came out yeah came out,
0: oh, it's like, like okay. Go. Okay. give okay give someone a motivation that's outside of their control that they have to overcome instead you get these movies the, like the latest star wars just it's just meaningless makes no sense and what all they're really doing and they did, uh, the same was true for pirates of the caribbean they're like look everybody it's
2: that character you like here they are dancing in front of the camera and i'm like okay whatever. just to sell that merch
3: movies I mean, are with done the, man. with the,
2: with the last jedi i really felt like like it made it, it made sense because like luke is like in a slump and he has to kind of find his way back and i get it because Luke was like that from the very beginning in A New Hope. He was this bratty teenage kid that didn't believe in anything of the Force. And then Yoda tries to train him. And he's like still this bratty kid that can't get anything done. He just, he just doesn't believe. So it kind of made sense that Luke was kind of in that slump again in The Last Jedi. But it shouldn't have been the whole movie. What I what know? I really liked about the original Star Wars is that it's basically
0: about uh, this kid who lives on a desert planet who gets radicalized by religious zealots <laughs> to take a cargo ship and go blow up a military base. Yep. <laughs> That's Star Wars. Boom. It is. Yeah. Anyway, we we we've gone over quite a bit, so how about uh you smash that like button. Thanks for hanging out. Tomorrow is the start of the protests. The 6 is the big day. Cool. So far we're planning on being there, but we're going to have uh some some uh, crew go down and test everything, see if we can get set up and then do the show there. It'll be a lot of fun. But uh guys, thanks for for hanging out. Do you want to mention
1: your YouTube channels or anything? Yeah. All right. So you can check out my podcast called Slightly Offensive. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, YouTube for free. Um, It's really awesome. Comes out every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 2 p.m. Central and clips the following day. You guys can follow me on Twitter, Drew
2: H. Live. And my podcast is at the Tatum Report YouTube channel, uh, Drew H. Live. And you guys can find it there. Make sure to subscribe. Right on. Luke, I hear that you have a channel.
4: Yes. And I have a store company that supports my voluntary efforts here. (laughs) And the shirt that I'm
0: wearing today
4: says FYI. the government is way deadlier than any virus. Just my opinion. If you like it, you could get it on teesprings.com forward slash stores forward slash we are change. And you could find me on Twitter and Instagram under the handle Luke, we are change. Luke, we are change. Thanks.
0: And of course, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Parlor at Timcast. You can check out my other channels, youtube.com slash Timcast and youtube.com slash Timcast news. But more importantly, If you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, whatever, give us a good review. It really does help. And if you're not, make sure you check us out on all podcast platforms. If you find us on iTunes or whatever, leave us a good review because it helps, you know, just in general. So greatly appreciated. We do the show Monday through Friday live at 8 p.m. And of course, we'll be back and we're going to see what we can get done. But of course, don't
1: forget to follow at Sour Patch Lids, who's over there pressing all the buttons. You can follow
3: me at Sour Patch Lids. Someone
1: said no lids, no peace on the chat earlier. Uh, that's a movement I get behind I
2: like the sound of that (laughs) you You need like the kids cheering sound anytime your name's mentioned (laughs) I I have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow but uh, people are
0: arriving right now as per the news that Enrique Taro got arrested so uh Mm -hmm should be interesting
1: nonetheless thanks for a little shout out I was gonna say if you don't want to know what's going on tomorrow honestly there's a lot of journalists that are out there including myself on Twitter at Elijah Schaefer Drew honestly if you go to our pages I'll be tagging a bunch of people that you can follow during the event there's about 12 to 15 really reputable journalists from like center left to center right so make sure you you get on Twitter check out Tim's Tim will be reposting a lot of the stuff I'm sure too of what's happening but please like be on Twitter so you can help keep the narrative straight I know that's like a weird thing to like interrupt but just the news is gonna be lying and so please try to keep people
0: updated we're gonna try to have a stream from our hotel which you know we'll be able to uh get clips from people on the ground if the internet isn't working all that well we'll be working with local journalists we'll bring people up to talk about what's going on and then uh, nice yeah so that's the idea so like do it that's new
1: that's like revolutionary honestly
0: doing doing the podcast you know, during the event and then people can come up to the hotel room and sit down and hang out and we can talk and we'll be live. The, the, wow. the, the issue is that, you That's know, awesome. often we have big crowds. It's really hard to get a live stream up, a good one. Mm-hmm. And so sure you have, you have, you have like the, the, the live stream that was about live view packs, the, the, the bonding agent, the, the cell bonding mm. systems and stuff, but, uh, we'll see what we can pull off. So that means we got to send a crew to DC, test the internet, make sure it's possible. Then we come down and we'll try and get the show maybe even tomorrow night. We'll see how things play out. But, uh, At any rate, we will be back live tomorrow at 8 p.m. Regardless, so come check us out. Smash that like button, subscribe, notification bell, leave a comment, and we will see you all tomorrow.
3: Bye, guys.